Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Poke Tower Podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed your little bit of time off. But we are now starting off our second year of the Poke Tower Podcast. So if you're just now tuning in, yes, we've been doing this for two. We did this for a whole year straight, and we're going on two years now. Um, so if you missed a whole one year of episodes, go back and listen to them, please. We really appreciate the listens and the support. And if you're coming through, you've been listening to us the whole entire time, you're, you're looking for this new episode, thank you so much for finding your way back to us, waiting for these episodes to come out. We've had some hiccups, there we go. but hopefully we figured them out. Hopefully yeah. we figured them out. And uh, we're, still getting new, we're still getting used to this new video format. And uh, we got a few things. Few few new things. All right, guys. Episode fifty three of the Poke Tower podcast. So, if you are a returning listener, thanks for listening. If you're new, welcome. You are now a part of the first video episode of the Poke Tower podcast. This will be a new thing brought to yep, YouTube. Yep, yep. Um, like we said, we've been on uh, podcast platforms for over a year now. Uh, we broke ten thousand streams last year, so we're pretty happy about that. And welcome, guys. Uh, my name is Gengar Greasy. And I'm no gimmicks. No gimmicks here, my brother. And uh, we talk about everything trading cards, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, and Digimon, and even other stuff uh, that involves trading and collecting hobbies. Yep. Uh, we teach you guys how to collect at a high level. We teach you uh, about cards that we think are going to be great cards to have long term. We share our favorite cards. We share your favorite cards. We also teach you how to, you know, if you want to get into business and uh, make collecting your lifestyle and something that can, you know, pay the bills. Um, we teach you how to do it in the classiest way possible. Yep. 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 Um, so without further ado, we will get started with this week's show. Um, the Poke Tower podcast episode 53. Here we go. Um, we go. first segment today, we're gonna be talking about Pokemon news. This is got? a little bit new. This is kind of old news to you guys, but, um, we're, we're filming this on a Thursday night. Normally we do these on, uh, Tuesdays, and we drop them every Wednesday. So uh, this will be a short week. Uh, listen to this episode, and then just in a few days, we're going to be right back next Wednesday. Another uh, episode. Right. So we will catch up with the news, and we'll be more current. But uh, let's talk about celebrations for Pokemon. It's the 25th anniversary set. Um, this is huge, and uh, something we had been talking about since, you know, early last year. Um, and we should talk about it. You know, it's it's the newest set out, and... You know, uh, so far, it seems like everyone's pretty happy about it. So let's check out the news this week. Uh, coming from Pokey Beach, which is our pretty much our news source that we use for this podcast because they're just on point. They're early. They got good stuff. Um, so we're going to look at the main set of celebrations. Um, most of you guys have already seen this stuff, but we'll go ahead and go over it again. Um, and the cool thing about this set is that there's only 25 cards in the actual set and there's a subset of 25 cards and then you have your promos uh, after that. Um, but a lot of these cards are throwbacks, which is something that we were predicting long time Excited before, about too. before like these guys even came out. We were like, watch, they're going to remake these vintage cards, but in a new format. And we got it. So um, we got Pokemon like Ho-Oh, Reshiram. Uh, we even got the Jungle, or not the Jungle Pikachu, but... Uh, the base set Pikachu, but in a full art style. Yep. Uh, Red Cheeks, too. Uh, we got the Flying Pikachus and Surfing the V-Maxes. Pikachu. Yeah. <clears throat> Zekrom, 
we actually covered the Zek Ramen restaurant before in our show, um, the original ones. That was on one of your segments. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. We got all the legendaries. Not really a fan of the Cosmog, but uh, like it is what it is. Like Groudon and Kyogre cards. Those are really we, cool. They even brought the uh, new guys, Zacian and Zamazenta. It's kind of cool. They go together. Put them together. Mm. Uh, Evatel. Let's see. And then I actually pulled this one, Professor's Research, the other day out of a Zacian box. Um, didn't buy much. I got the Zacian box, and I got my uh, sealed ETB behind me. We may rip that at some point, but I just kind of... I want to see where the prices go on these singles, because... We were already kind of, I was already kind of looking. You can already get play sets of pretty much this entire common set right here mm. for like three, four dollars a piece. You can get four of each. So, huh. one of my small goals right now is to get uh, complete sets of celebrations. I want like four master sets. Yeah. So, that's kind of a better option for me if you think about it. 25 cards um, at, you know, just a few bucks a piece for four, a four count. You can almost master set, you know, with less than 100 bucks. So yeah. minus minus the V's, you know, I think the V's go for a little more. Um and minus oh, yeah, minus this shiny Mew yeah. in gold here. Let me see if I can get a bigger picture. There we go. This is the coolest card in the subset, and uh I need to get a few copies. It just looks awesome. I mean, everyone likes shiny Mew. Yeah, I got and, to open up some celebrations and I did not get a shiny Mew. Yeah, it's the hardest pool uh, out of all of them, obviously. And uh But all the other pools are relatively easy. Yeah. Except for like the special ones that have the uh the hollow all over it. The yeah. Full art cards. Yep. Um, so I'm a huge fan of the original 151. So Mew is always going to be, you know, an easy uh, pick for me. Yeah, that one's dope. And that's the subset of 25. And then this is what we had predicted uh, last year when we were talking about, you know, what, what are they going to do for, uh, for an anniversary set? Well, they brought back a lot of the old cards in, um, in a new format. So uh, these are the different Pikachus that we were talking about. This is kind of like, so the top row would be the new ones, bottom row being the old ones. I still like the old ones over the new ones. I just, I mean, this is cooler right, yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cooler to me. Definitely. Uh, but anyways, uh, the classic collection. So this is the set of 25. That's the subset after the, the original or initial 25 in the actual set. Uh, you got your big three. Blastoise, Charizard, Venusaur, which I need to get a copy. Super excited about all three those. of each. Um, they're nice looking cards, you know. They're textured too, which is dope. Um, Imposter Oak, Dark Gyarados. We have the original of that one. Uh, Rocket Zapdos, Birthday Pikachu. Cleffa. Let's see. I pulled this Rocket's Admin the other day. Oh, Shiny Magikarp. Yeah, shiny Magikarp. Uh, the Gold Star Umbreon, which is, I think, the mm. second best hit you can get. Uh, in the set. Wow, I didn't get any of those. Um, but we were talking about they bringing these back, like the uh, the golds. Like, hey, let's bring back gold stars. Uh, let's bring back these level C, le- level X. You know what I mean? You know what's pretty cool about it too is that the that gold star is an expensive card. And oh yeah. Them them not doing just like a straight reprint of it, you know? Yeah. And then putting that stamp lets the other one hold like a little bit of value. Oh yeah, it for hold, sure. Like it's it's status, which yeah. is dope. Kind of like how Yu-Gi-Oh does it when they, they put reprints the on stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They, they labeled it differently. Yeah. Uh, Reshiram, Zekrom, we've covered them. Those we've covered these exact cards yep. on the show before when we were telling you to buy the original ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool to see those in there. These are great cards. I love this card. Yep. Um, those are both dope. Prime card. <clears throat> sick. 
And then I pulled this Tapu Lele. They say it's a one in 200 pool, but nobody likes it, you know? So he's going for like 15 bucks. But uh, anyways, uh, Mewtwo's kind of cool. I don't know. I like it. I don't know if this is the best art for Mewtwo. Maybe it's a little too busy, like with all like the, the flashiness of it. I don't know. I People pulled it and I'm like, mm, whatever. Yeah. Um, I just like that they're all textured. Like this was a little busy too for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Still, still cool, I though. only like full art megas, like for some reason. I don't like the, like when they do this, uh, it's like the lower version of a mega. Yeah, with like the writing on it. Yeah. Mm. But it's not the full on, like full picture. Right. Um, and then, uh, let's see here. I think all the megas actually have writing. Yeah, they do, but, but, I, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking right. about. Um, there's another look at the cards there. They got that Radiant Collection look yeah. to them. They're, it's a different really cool. hollow pattern, but that's it's like Radiant Collection, but on steroids. So like they took what Radiant Collection had, and they like added like thousands more ho- uh, hollow patterns. It was, the, it was the texture that got me. Um, let's see here. And then we have, uh, let's see, the promos. And the, these are kind the of the coolest cool. ones. Yeah, yeah, so Dragapult in an old school uh, look like this is really cool. Yeah, I, like that's it. what we were talking about, too. Like, why did they get rid of this format? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe these ones aren't playable, though. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the promos. Nancy's Charizard's kind of cool like that. I just don't like that it's so cartoony, you know? Yeah, Charizard looks great. Yeah, yeah Charizard looks, looks a little cool. weak. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got Dark <laughs> Sylveon, Zacian. I got this one out of my box. Delta Species, Mimikyu is pretty tight. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that one. Uh, these promos here, these are cool. That one's pretty cool. I like that. I don't know if I'll go out of my way to get them, but I will tell you that I those gold ones. Devin told me that I have this guy in my ETB. So yeah. that's I'm glad to hear that. Um, but I'm actually more pumped to get the I want to get what, these. What promo does that come in? Is that these from ones? the um, Pokemon Center? Uh, I'm not sure. What about those metal ones? Are those from Pokemon Center? Uh no. There's this is these have not came out yet. Okay. Um, but they're on the way. It's gonna be coming out in something. Uh, correct us if we're wrong, guys. You can always, now that we have the video format, you can drop comments in this video. Uh, oh, look, there's, there's video. some releases right there. Products releasing nationwide. Oh, here we go. Cool. Well, that's the Dragapult. We've seen that. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. Seen the Charizards. Yeah. There's the Zacian pin. Mm-hmm. ETB, you're right. Okay, cool. And uh, here's the mini tins okay. for celebrations, V Union okay. stuff. That's cool. Okay, uh, Pikachu v, v Union, that's what it's called. This is like a mega box right here. Premium figure collection. See, now I would get that for that Pikachu in yeah, here. Yeah, that fat Pikachu. I want that. <laughs> Let me get this yeah. thing. I like so that. I will totally go in mm-hmm. on that. Yep. That's awesome. Look at it. There you see right there, it's unboxed. Oh, there he is. Nice. Yep. Look at that. Oh, yeah, dude. I like that. We got to get that. Yeah, I'm yep. getting that. I'll buy the toy by itself. I don't care. That's just a uh, shelf. Shelf material. Shelf material right there. Oh, so it comes in this. This is the, uh, so actually Ultra in about a week. Collection. Ultra premium collection. That's where these come from. And that's where these, oh, we got to go oh, in on that. get those, yeah. So if I spend any money, it's going here. Whoa. This is awesome. How do you get a hold of those? I'm sure they're already sold out like, everywhere. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'll buy it off it eBay now. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay more on eBay. You got the collector's chest. I really like oh, this. Oh, that's where that Mimikyu comes from. Yep. That's and, really and like cool. toxicity. I, I like, like the they marketing they did on this. This is great. This is good. Mm-hmm. Nice little lunchbox. Good. 
Yeah, very nice. So celebrations, um, you know, everyone's in on it right now. Do I think you need to rush and overpay for it? Absolutely not. We've always said that. Just be patient. Um, give it, you know, because it's such a small set, I see some serious Champions Path vibes going on. So like, yeah, I, get the, I feel the same way it about it. Give it two or three weeks, maybe even longer, right? Uh, and people are going to be asking you to take these cards from them. And you can pretty much get the whole common core set minus, you know, a few outliers. I, I, I would say for under a hundred bucks, I bet you, you could, um, be patient, um, and don't rat race on this stuff, right? Like there's so many other like cool cards that you could, uh, get in on. Yeah. And, you, I mean, think about it this way. You could pay, you know, 30, $40, $50 overpriced for the celebrations boxes. If you're going to pay from like a reseller or you're going to go on eBay, you're going to pay a little bit more, a little bit extra shipping and all the other stuff. Or you can wait for everyone to open up all their celebrations, and then yeah. you see that there's a bunch of Blastoises out there. People are just trying to get rid of them for right. whatever. Yeah, I mean, so a great example up, of that. You go buy a Blastoise, a Venusaur, and a Charizard for the price that you would have bought an ETB. Yeah, so... Because ETB is, what, 60 bucks? Prior to release, That's Blastoise was like 200 bucks. Really? And then uh, after release, he dropped down to 1999. Oh, So wow. just be patient. Um, I mean, everyone wants this stuff right now because they get to post on their social media and, you know, and then... Their followers get excited, but you know what? Uh, if, if I've learned anything over the last three three years, going on four years is like just be patient, just chill. Yeah, you gotta um, do it at your own pace, kind of. So celebrations, we're in on it. I think it's a great set. I think it's a fun set. Looks nice. Um, I like it. You know, I don't. I look oh, at wait, it. Go down. Was what was that mew? Was there? Was there a? I look at it for the fun. Oh, that's cool. I, I look at it for the fun aspect, guys. Um. This should money shouldn't even be the conversation with this set, right? Like everyone should have this. It should be. It looks like Pokemon's made it extremely accessible. So this is not going to be, you know. Seems like they made it a little bit more fun. Yeah, more. Um, yeah, they made it more fun. Yeah. Is this something that I would invest in? No, this is something I would have fun with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And usually, usually when you have fun, good things happen. So, um. That's where we're going to leave it with that. And that is the news for this week. Any questions, comments, concerns, you can leave a comment here. Or you can submit an email to us at thepokytowerpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We answer those emails whenever we get them. They could be questions or whatever, and we'll feature them on the show. Uh, you can also add us on the Anchor app, which is where we distribute our podcast to all these different apps. If you send us a voice message, we will feature you on the show as well. So... That being said, let's get back into our presentation here. <clears throat> Where are we at? Uh, all right. All right. Next up, we're going into the highest sale of the week. Here we go. Boom. No surprise. There it is. Pokemon highest sale of the week. For you guys that have been listening, you know what it is. Uh, for you new guys, we cover the highest sale of the week for Pokemon. Um, what I usually do is I'll go on eBay. I'll type in Pokemon, I'll put a completed sold filter, and I'll basically filter everything out 2,000 and below because we know that Pokemon sells for much more on the weekly. And then we find the highest sell in the last seven days. This one is a little old. I know it says October 3rd, I think. Yeah, yeah, October 3rd. Keep in mind, we made this presentation with the anticipation that we were going to share this last Wednesday. So, anyways, um, Charizard, and this is just a base set Charizard, right? Yep. Just base set, yep. uh, unlimited, ten thousand nine hundred, and almost forty bids on it. Or is that? 
58. 58. It's really small, my screen. But um. Yeah, and the guy got his shipping too. 24.99. Got him. Yep, got him. Covers insurance and a signature. <laughs> Jeez. Um, that's great. Uh, base set. You know, is something that we have we have vouched for since the beginning. Like, oh yeah, the most reliable, the the least peaks and valleys type of stuff. Um, sickest cards. Right. The best card. Yeah, the best yeah. cards. Um, so this is nothing new. And the reason we share this information is because maybe you have a Charizard base set in your collection that you're willing to sell. What this helps, and this is the idea behind this, and we've kind of proved it. it we, we've done high sell the week for maybe 20, 30 weeks now. Yeah. But what it does is it gives our listeners information yeah. on what the status of this card weeks. is. Now, you may not have a PSA 10. We're not saying that. But the idea is that typically when a card gets pressed like this, Right mm-hmm. with the power of social media, right? It's a trickle down effect and affects every Charizard in that market to a certain extent. And I think most people are hip to the whole like checking the the sold and completed part of eBay. Once they do that, they change their prices. You know what I mean? Right. And when, yeah. when one price yeah. changes, they all change. Price they changing, change. and that's that's pretty common with sellers. Yep. Um, I have a PSA nine myself. The highest I've ever seen it go was seven thousand. The lowest I've ever seen it go is uh, twelve hundred. So, um, yeah, it's brutal. I will probably check on mine. Um, but I'm not, I'm not looking to sell mine either that I pulled that one myself, I never pulled the Charizard as a kid. So I pulled that one out of my own box, uh, that I bought a while back. So yeah, the other good thing about high sale of the week too, is that not only, um, you guys would probably think if you're new, you're like, Oh, we're probably just gonna see PSA cards all the time. It's gonna be a bunch of Charizards. Yeah. Usually. No, and you'd sometimes, be surprised. Yeah. Sometimes you see master collections and sometimes you will see some, uh, um, Sealed booster boxes, old ones, rocket, yeah. you know, base set, stuff like that. But the good thing, the one thing that we have been seeing and been able to track that not a lot of people talk about or know about is the trophy cards that yes. we cover almost every week. Almost every card week takes a yeah. cake. If it's not a Charizard or if it's not a booster box, it's a trophy card. And, and we, it's it's at a much larger scale too. Like you'll find these trophy cards raw for like two thousand bucks, and then they sell graded for mm-hmm. like you know tens of thousands of dollars. Especially, some people aren't willing to take the chance because they don't have the knowledge on yeah. the, on the on the history of the card. They're like, oh, why is this card 2000? It's the same. This, this reverse hollow is only $3. They both look the same. Yeah. You know? So it's one of those things. Uh, we do it to educate you on where things are. And you start to see trends. Like yep. three weeks in a row, you might see Neo uh, stuff go. And you're like, why is Neo selling like crazy? And then we start going to these high sell of the week. And you can kind of see everything. Everything is all connected from what you're seeing on your TikTok, your Instagram, what eBay is showing you, what Mercari is showing you, you know, and whatever other stupid selling app there is. Um, yeah, there was a card we covered. There was a card we covered that was like sold for like 40 or 60 or something like that. And then 10, 15 episodes later, covering the high sale of the week, we yeah. covered the same card again, right. same exact one. And it sold for like 100, yes. or 120 or something like that. <clears throat> crazy, crazy. So that is it for the Pokemon highest sale of the week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, that's something that's a staple here on the show. Yep. And now we get into everyone's favorite, the Poke Tower top five. Here we go. All right. The Poke Tower top five. This is uh, a fan favorite, listener favorite. Everyone loves this uh, segment. And basically what it is, is it is Gengar Greasy's top five picks in Pokemon. 
It could be things I'm watching. It could be things I'm buying. It could be things that I'm predicting are going to be a big deal. Um, it's also based off of what I like. I don't put stuff that I don't like in here, right? So like special delivery Pikachu was really hot at one point. I absolutely hate that card. Was never in my top five. So this is a personal uh, list. This is not what I'm telling you guys to go buy. Um, but the reason our fans love it is because I have been historically right for over a year now in my top five picks. Um, and it's made, you know, it, it's not about the money, but I've made a lot of friends money and help them grow their collections based off of making smart decisions and understanding what I'm thinking about when we make these picks, right? So it's not so much about the price points. It's about the thought that goes into it. If you can figure that out, you can pretty much do it with any card. All right. So Poke Tower top five, here we go. Number five this week, we're going to be going uh, with Pokemon celebrations, specifically the big three. Now, this is something I'm just watching. It's not... I gotta go back half for this. Hold on. There we go. I wonder how much that charger costs. This is just something I'm watching because I just said, you know, five minutes ago, I'm not paying big bucks for these. I, I think, you know, Blastoise, 19 bucks right now. I think he could be 13. I think he'd be 12, to be honest. Um, Charizard, I think, is over 100. I think that's too high. Venusaur, also kind of like Blastoise, maybe even a little cheaper. But we need more to hit the market. We need we need eBay to get flooded with these. And then when people realize that these aren't as rare as 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 what people think they are, they're not that hard to pull. Um, you can go to town and you can get play sets and you know you can get four of these, four of each. You'll have twelve, you know, of the big three. You get them all graded, you keep the ones you like, and then you hold the other ones to sell for down the road. Just hope you grade well and be smart with the ones that you buy, right? Don't be buying stuff that's nicked up and destroyed. Got to have a good eye for that. Um, so top five, number five this week is the big three. Um, there's obviously other singles and promos I'm looking at. But just watch, right? Go on eBay every day and look for those outliers. Look for those steals. If there's nothing there, move on. You don't have to get these right now. It's not a rush. Find anything? Yeah, there's just so many on eBay. That's what I was going to say. Flooded. Just, yeah, it's flooded. There's Absolutely so many. Flooded. It's, it's bound. Wait. The price is bound to drop. Exactly. Sure. Someone's got to make money. Yeah, but I'm someone seeing will start undercutting. Is like 120. Yeah, someone will start undercutting. But once Trust. those once those bids, because there's already bids that are, are about to expire. Oh well, yeah, there's some bids that are about to expire here soon that aren't even hitting that hundred dollar mark. Yeah. they're all sitting at like that fifty to eighty dollar range. It, and all it takes and once is, that starts to happen more and more like yeah. more often. All it takes is one one reseller to start undercutting people. He's like, I'm yeah. gonna make my money. I don't care if it's ten bucks, if it's eighty bucks. I'm making profit. Like that's how they think. You know what I mean? It's just turn and burn. So. Give it some time. Um, you don't need these right now. If you pull them, that's even better, right? Because then you, that's, that's what we all want. Um, but yes, on my radar, it will likely be in the top five until I can see a trend, whether it's going this way or this way. And then I'm like, mm, you know what? We're not so much into these right now. We can make a decision later. So to, uh, number five this week. Number four. This one's awesome because our mod, uh, Alpha. What's up, Alpha? Hopefully you see this video. Um, what's up? He actually shared Prime cards a while back. It's something I've never been high on. I love the cards. Um, I think they look awesome, but it's never, I don't think they've ever been in the top five. But I went back, uh, and the reason, the reason we're going with this at number four this week is because for, heart, for these cards to be from Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and have that EX look with the hollow borders and all that stuff, uh, you should not be finding these you know, for 20, 30, 40 bucks on eBay. But you do. Um, now, these are raw. 
And we know that these types of cards uh, with the hollow borders are very hard to grade. So maybe that's why they're so cheap. Um, but basic math here, guys. Basic math. You can get the Umbreon for like, you know, 30 to 50 bucks. And a PSA 8, he's selling for 150 plus or something like that. I'll, I'll pull up the notes later to show you guys what I was talking about. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The math just works. Yeah. The math just works. Um, I put Gengar and Typhlosion because those are some of my favorite Pokemon as well. It has nothing to do with price. They're just my favorites. I think you can get Gengar for 15 bucks. Really? Yeah. He's not that expensive, you know? Um, and and the, the more you pay, it's likely you're going to get a better condition, right? If I paid 50 for a Gengar... He's probably going to be PSA 8 or 9 quality, but you got to use your eye on that, and that's something I can't tell you for every individual card. Right. Um, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to prime cards. I just like certain ones, like Umbreon and Gengar. Are they got a dark the, look to them. Probably the best ones for They're nice. Prime. Um, so Heart Gold, Soul Silver, we know it's definitely out of print. Um, these are 2010, 2011 era cards, uh, so they're about 10 years old, which I think to find them at $40 raw is just, that's, um, these are being slept on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and it's probably because nobody knows about them. So, you know, the real OGs, they know what's up with these cards. And uh, you don't have to pull 10s on these. You really don't need to get a PSA 10 uh, to do well on these. You just got to do basic math. And if it works, hey, you know, you take that risk, right? Risk assessment, okay, I paid 20 bucks for this. When PSA opens up regular submissions again, maybe I have to pay 40 to grade this thing. Okay, I'm at 60 bucks. What happens if I get an eight? Oh, I'm at 160. Okay, that's, you know, more than double what I put in. You have to think like that, and you have to do that every time you're evaluating one of these cards. If it doesn't work, you don't buy it. So number four, prime cards. I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger on this because the next few cards you see are more important to me. Uh... But if the you know if it's on my watch list and someone sends me an offer I can't refuse, it's done. It's a yeah. done deal. And uh, if you guys don't mind Japanese cards, these Japanese prime cards you can find them in better condition than the English ones, usually. But still, yeah. And you can also you, I think it's I think it's so early for Heart Gold Soul Silver that you could actually just go and buy one already graded. You could do that too. Now it's more pricey. Yeah. It's more pricey. Um, but I think. I think there's lots of opportunity if you can find three or four of these raw of each one that you like, right? If I could find four Typhlosion, four Gengar, four Umbreon, mm-hmm. I think the turnaround is much, much more, uh, has much more potential than, I you think know. Heart Gold, Soul Silver is so slept on that I think even, even the Japanese, time even the Japanese yet. cards will do well because there's just, yeah, nobody, no, there's just so much product that wasn't taken care of or collected or kept in a pristine condition, you know? The time has not come yet for Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Um, only like, the OG collectors know what's up with this stuff. So um, step your game up yep. and go in on prime cards. I like that. <clears throat> All right. Number three this week. Charizard, but probably not one of the Charizards you're into. It's the Plasma Storm Charizard. I put specifically right. the 8, PSA 8. That's an 8.5 up there. Sorry. Um, Rare. But I, I meant to say 8. Um, and the reason why is because uh, probably since episode 30, of the podcast, I've been telling everyone you need to buy Pokemon black and white. Sealed, graded, raw, whatever you can get your hands on, get it. Um, because black and white has some of the most unique cards ever made, and they're super underpriced. Yeah, uh, It's also when I got back into Pokemon. Um, so I'm sure... That's all we covered for a long time was black and white. Yeah, that, that's how I, I started playing Pokemon competitively on Game Boy. 
because of black and white. So yeah. um, I'm sure there are other people, you know, if, if you're my age, you probably, you know, around 2012, 2013, you probably had like a little Pokemon spree and then you fell back out. But what I'm saying is everyone's like reintroduction to Pokemon was probably black and white from like our, our era. Um, and this, this Charizard is, I believe, the third shiny Charizard ever made. So you have Neo Charizard, who's shiny. Uh, it actually says shiny Charizard. And then you have Gold Starzard. And then you got this one, Plasma Storm. Well, he's shining Charizard. Shining Charizard, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this one with the gold borders here, the reason I picked this one um, is because, you know, I just get curious and I'm looking on eBay. I found two or three listings with a PSA 8 that was less than 500 bucks. You go and you snipe that. And you don't pay 500 You, like, get it for, like, 375 400 If they break, you take it. Um, now what I've noticed is that when they go for under 500, they go fast. So you have to have this like in your search, uh, stuff on eBay and you have to get notified when it goes up because uh, it goes, it goes quick, you know, because people obviously know that 400 is too low for a PSA eight, you know, Chinese art. Oh yeah. Um, if I saw one for 400, I'd scoop it. Yeah. And, uh, historically the secret rares from Plasma Storm have done really well. So Blastoise is the other secret rare. He's shiny as well. Super cool card. I paid $200 for mine, and now he's upwards of $400 in less than a year. So Good move. Charizard, uh, the, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say, though, is that a PSA 8 Blastoise is moving for $350-400. Charizard, who is the more popular, more uh, desired Pokemon, should not be the same price. So if you see one for $400-ish, that is underpriced. Um, so Charizard on the lookout. I'm a huge fan of black and white, plasma storm, plasma freeze, plasma blast, black and uh, white legendary treasures, black and white secret shiny Pokemon. They're the best. They're the best texture. Got the you energy, can do this for any set energy black logo and white, by the way. Yeah. On the bottom that's texture too. It's just, and they've got the goldish borders. Like <clears throat> they're just superior. But I, w- I would say awesome cards besides gold Zekrom and Reshiram and maybe the white Reshiram and black Zekrom. Besides those four cards, I would say that this is probably the grail of black and white. This guy. He probably is. I would say he's the most popular for sure. Definitely the most popular, but I think the gold Zekrom Reshiram, like I think all the Reshiram Zekroms are probably, they're probably going to be better long term. Like, you know what I mean? If you match yeah, it up. Pure gold ones. Yeah. And all white, all black. Because they were the first golds awesome. ever made. Yeah. Um, Even the all white one. All white card. Right. All black it's one. It's never been when, done after when this. They do yeah. that. Yeah. So. Something to consider. We're huge fans of black and white. You could you could apply this knowledge to anything, but I think Charizard is the way to go. I think it's one of the coolest Zards there is, too. Way cooler than Hidden Fates, Chinese Zard. Way cooler than Shining Fates, you know what I mean? Even though it's a VMAX. That just looks good. It looks good because of the gold border with the red. More than Burning Shadows. Yeah. Right? So that's Burning number shadows? three. Burning Shadows? No, that's just Rainbow Zard. Plasma Storm Zard. Which, uh, which one am I thinking about? That's Rainbow Zard, but he's shiny. Is that Hidden Fates Zard? That's Shining Fates. Shining Fates? Yeah. Okay. Wait, rainbows are but shiny. No, you're right. Hidden fates. My bad. Is that hidden fates? The one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same artwork, but shiny. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two this week because it's spooky season. Um, this just kind of lined up well. But what happens is now that we're a year in, I get to revisit things that I've talked about in the past, and this is something that's coming back to the top five. Yeah. Just one tight. because of Halloween, and two because I have the data to prove that this these are here to stay. Oh yeah. Pokemon Scream cards. 
Uh, they came out in 2018. They were dedicated to what? What was it called? Uh, it was a uh, it was bloody just, scream or something like that. I don't know. We did it on our, we made a Halloween episode last year, and they were in they were in there. What was it called? Uh, it was it was some artist that was he was inspired right. by the Red Sky. Okay, and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. it, it kind of got like the famous name like Blood, Bloody Sky or something like that. Bloody right. Night. Yeah, we did a whole little creepy story on it. Mm-hmm. Um, these scream cards. Oh man, they were a lot cheaper when we talked about them last year. Um, they're from 2018, but uh, they are selling like hotcakes on eBay. Um, the reason I don't think you're going to have a population issue though, is because they are exclusive, right? They only came from Japan, um, and they were a, a 2018 thing. They're done. So what what what's out there is what out is what is what is out there. Uh, and to add, you know, even though there's tons of listings on eBay, um, that's it. You know what I mean? It's not like there's going to be more pumped in. Mimikyu is tight. Yeah, they're sweet. So um, is the Psyduck. I believe Raw. Raw, what were we looking at? You can buy them for like 100 bucks plus. I think the Pikachu goes for even more than that. Uh, Raw? Yeah. Like 1000 no, not No, they weren't. Yeah. No, the Pikachu? All of them are like 1000 hold, hold on, let's take a look real quick. Um, we're going to take a look real fast. Yeah, like a thousand to twelve hundred. I think when we covered them last year, they're half of that. Because I was, I was like, I was like, oh, that's all right, but I'm not sure if I want to spend five. Take a look. <clears throat> we'll pull this up. Uh, pull up my Pokemon cards. Okay, Pokemon screen. Let me get this on the uh, on the. Uh, there we go. Oh, very nice. That's cool. All right, so. Uh, these are the PSA cards. I just want to go to sold. I want to get a real quick look at what we're looking at here. Uh, what was I looking at? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so there's a PSA 10 580. That's actually pretty cheap. That's pretty darn good. But yeah, so there you go. So I was gonna wait. say I was gonna say 90 ish dollars. No wait, What was I looking at? The Pikachu that in a PSA probably. Hold on. So there you go. 175, 130. No way. Uh, they, they came with like a whole like magazine and everything. 230 for the set. That's amazing. Um, so you look at these guys, they're selling every day. These are a big deal. Um, I mean, they're just all over the place. Look at that. Look, I'm not- this is for days, and we're only on October 6th. We went back one week and look at all these listings that have completed. I'm not, um, I'm not crazy. Look at this. There's a lot of demand for these, right? But those are the graded sets. Look at this one by itself, right? Because it's raw and it's, it's sealed. I'm just talking about the regular card, the sealed, like the regular cards on its own. Um, Devin's looking at something too, but oh, I wanted to say, you know, 90 ish dollars. And when you grade them, they turn into 200, $300 bills. Look, this is a nine, right? The math works. If you pay 70 bucks for this Psyduck and then you grade it for 40, 50 bucks next year, because you need to wait till PSA opens up their other availability. But once you do that, you know, you're at, uh, you know, 140 bucks in. And by the time you get these cards back and by the time PSA opens stuff up, this $228 price point is going to be way different. It's going to be way different. And it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a hack because these are, these are limited and they were also geographically limited. Um, and they're so unique, right? There's not other Pokemon cards like this. So this is like a one and done thing. I don't think they'll ever make scream cards again. Um, but yeah, last year we were talking about them and I think you could get them for like 30 bucks. It was nuts. Um, 
but it's spooky season. I need to make a purchase. Uh, so I really like the uh, I like the Psyduck and I like the Mimikyu. So I, I might go and grab some raw for Halloween. That'll be my Halloween gift. Huh. Um, is it just the Mimikyu that costs that much? It could be. Could be. Probably the most. I mean, Mimikyu's gotten some serious like steam lately. Like he's very popular Pokemon. It's just it's just Mimikyu that's that much. That's yeah, the only that's, that's the one I looked up. Yeah, there it is. Twenty nine. Yeah, munch. Mm. Insane. Yeah, because all the other ones are like, you're right. Two eighty, one twenty. Look at this PSA ten. One eighty. There were sixty bids on this, dude. People play with. I mean, people are in on the screen cards. Um, and here's a Pikachu for six hundred. And you're probably thinking, well, why are you sharing it now? Because last year it was way cheaper. Don't you think it's too late? No, I I think this is one of those ones that says I'm here to stay. Mm-hmm. And I'll continue to increase in value. Very few cards do that. I think the Scream cards got it. I think they have the potential to do it. Oh, well, this is a 10, a 10 EV for 589 or best offer. So, uh, very cool. Let me get back to my slide here. It is just the Mimikyu that is that much. Yeah. Wow. So, now we're going to get into the number one slot this week. Here we go on the top five. You ready? I don't know why that is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's on it. He's still on it. But anyways, I'm just confused as to why that one is just so much. Here we as go compared to the others. So we got um. Whoa! I just lost. It's right here in front of us. Pokemon base set hollows. Okay. Uh, specifically. Wait, no. I'm all jacked up. I was about to tell you guys one of my secrets right now. Pokemon base set hollows. I think it's the most reliable set uh, that you can get. It's so generic, right? Everyone can say, that. "Oh, go vintage." But no, I really do think um, when you've when we saw what we saw with like Champions Path, where we saw a a PSA ten Charizard go from you know seven thousand dollars to down to like three hundred, you never saw those kind of price play like with these cards. Now they do have their ebbs and flows, which is normal. It's totally normal. That's just regular money. You know what I mean? But they never never play with your emotions like these modern cards do. Um, and I also think your time is running out for these. I think eventually these types of cards will have their forever homes and you're going to, it's going to be opportunity lost. Right. Um, so this is where I was going with specifically a new goal that I'm going to start for the second year of the Poke Tower podcast. I'm going to step my game up as a collector. I'm going to be buying first edition hollows, uh, for base set. And I decided I'm going to be buying PSA graded first edition hollows. Now, I may buy one a month. I may buy two a month. I may buy only one every three months because they're very expensive. Um, I'm not going to put uh, a limit on what grade I will take and what grade I won't take. Like uh, yesterday, I just bought a uh, first edition Shadowless Machamp PSA 3 for $45. So now all your... All your no, they won't be threes. No, I'm I'm gonna get the best one for the you. So all your first editions will be in slabs. Yes, I decided I'm gonna do that. Um, right. but think about it. If an express grade is 150 bucks right now, and I paid 45 dollars for a slab, then I'm telling you guys, we we will probably never see those prices again. Yeah, um, you paid 105 for the card. You know what I mean? I, if anything, a standard grade for PSA is gonna be like 60 or 75 bucks now. So. You're not, you can't even afford to pay for the grade for 45 bucks is what I'm trying to say, let alone a, a Shadowless Machamp first edition. Uh, so PSA wouldn't even let that slide like on a bulk rate. Um, 
So, uh, that's that was just something I had to do. That's the first card I had in the collection. I'm eyeballing uh, Alakazam. I'm eyeballing Chansey and Clefairy. Um, there's a there's a couple that I got my eyes on, but I'm gonna try and do it. And uh, if you guys want to join at the Poke Tower, step your game up as a collector. Let's do it. I'll open the table to any any uh, era too. So if you want to do uh, unlimited, shadowless, or first edition, let's do it. Let's share it in the grabs tab on our Discord. Um, and let's step our game up as collectors. Let's see by the end of the year, if Halloween next year, if we have full, complete sets of hollows for, um, Pokemon and it's going to be tough guys. It'd be hard, right? Like Charizard, I can get like a PSA one for like 5,000 bucks. Do oh, I want to no do that? Absolutely not. Um, but we got, we, I want to step my game up as a collector. And I think, uh, I think, you know, a personal goal for me to make myself feel like a legitimate collector, I need to have a first edition hollow set. I need to do it, right? We got the base set back here, oh, but I need first down. edition. This is going to go so down. So that's number one this week. Um, you know, when you can find these cards for 20 to 50 bucks raw, um, it's out of control. Like you can get Zapdos for like 30, 40 bucks. You can get Raichu for like 30. I'm trying to point and I'm not very good at it. But anyways, uh, you can get a lot of these cards very cheap in the unlimited unlimited uh, versions and then shadowless is a little more first edition even more um i think this is the best buy absolutely best buy and fitting for episode 53 our return back to the podcast um i mentioned the discord if you're watching this on youtube Ooh. please join our discord um we talk about all this stuff it's a yes it is a tight-knit group you'll love it um i'll add all the links to everything i'm talking about in this video uh so come hang out uh, we are like a guys club though. So there's like, we're tough on each other, but it's all, it's all good. A lot of, what is it? What they call that banter? A lot of, a lot of banter. Yeah. A lot of, uh, we screw around. We're all clowns. Yeah. A bunch of clowns. But when, it, when clowns. it comes down, when it comes to getting business done, I'm telling you, we're probably one of the best discords around. Yes. And here's a quick summary on the top five. We got uh, celebration singles at number five this week, heart gold, soul silver prime cards, the Umbreon was a great example. You can find them for 30 to 60 bucks, and a PSA 8 is selling for 150 plus. Plus, right? So 150 is like an outlier. I saw them for even higher. Plasma Storm Zards, um, 8s. I saw a few 8s, less than 500. Um, they go from 4 to 600, so it's a matter of timing and getting the deal with the right person at the right time. The reason you should do that is because the shiny Blastoise is almost tying him in price, and I think that's a little bit of a disconnect. I think Charizard's here. I think... Blastoise is here. So when you see them the same, that means this one's high or this one's low. And I think this one's low. So uh, get your Charizard from Plasma Storm. 2018 Scream cards. Um, they're awesome exclusives. They're super unique. It's spooky season. Um, those are promos I believe in. I think they're going to outpace Special Delivery Pikachu. Oh, yeah. Uh, and base set Pokemon Hollows Raw. First edition, Shadowless, or Unlimited. Let's get going. I want to see them in the grabs tab. Let's make it a competition. Yeah. I was definitely, uh, I don't know. I just sold I you on, on the idea. I was, yeah, I was turned on a little bit by the base set. Cause I was like, I wonder how much a PSA 9 like base set Blastoise goes for. Because I keep looking at the hollow on the on the slide. It's awesome. I'm like, it looks awesome. So I was like, I wonder what. I don't want, I don't want a jacked up one because I don't want the hollow to be all scratched up to where yeah. I can't see the color, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I wonder what a 9 could go, what goes for. Not bad. Not all right. bad. So I am interested. I like that. Yes. Okay. Next segment here, we're going into the dev core. Here we go. 
Hi guys, what's up? Welcome to the Devon Course segment. This segment is where we talk about everything that is uh, collecting cost efficient uh, sleepers, tips and tricks, um, things that help you on your collecting journey. Because I just started collecting uh, probably about a year ago, around, around the same time, um, but I've been collecting for about a year. And through that whole year of collecting, I've had Denny's mistakes, I've had my own mistakes. And I also have my own knowledge that I've been learning about. And I just like to share that with you guys, whether it's it's knowledge about cool cards um, that I think that are just cool, niche, um, novelty type cards, um, cards that I think are being slept on that people aren't paying attention to, ones that have uh, unique potential. And then I also share cards that can help you scale up to get cards that you want in your collection. So ones that you can buy, grade, sell, which is not necessarily the... the uh, it's not our main focus. It yeah. just happens. It just happens that way. Yep. So the Devon Course segment is here just to help you with any bit of that starting collecting like uh, movement. Is that, yes. Is that what it is? You, you got to make money to that grow your progress collection. To, to start collecting. You know what I mean? You have to make money to grow your collection. That's yeah. just the truth. And I know. And I know that like you're like some people are like, oh, I, I only have a hundred bucks to start. Well, that's great. A hundred bucks to start could do a whole lot if you make the right moves. And that's kind of what the Devon Course segment is for. All right. So getting right into it, we have a little tips and tricks to show you guys. So this week's trick. Hey, let us know if the slide is too small, too. We can make it a little bigger. Yeah. Give us your opinions in the comments. So this week's uh, tips and tricks I'm going to give you guys. We're not going to talk about sleepers. We're not going to talk about any of that stuff. But we're going to talk about how you can find different stuff, different. I don't know how to explain this. How you can filter your eBay search to get stuff that you want that's more desirable. Right. Yes. So yep. here last week um, for our one year anniversary, we did a massive box break and we opened up some vintage stuff. And I was also given some vintage packs. I was able to keep sealed. Um, and with that said, I was like, hey, I really like the way vintage packs look. I like the way they look on my shelf. And just being a collector, I was like, hey, I wonder what vintage packs I don't know about. So I went down a rabbit hole and... Uh, one thing that really caught my eye when I was looking through packs was Japanese booster packs just have crazy artwork, I think. I think they look awesome. And I was like, hey, these would be awesome on my shelf. Um, oh, yeah, they're way cooler than, yeah. than ours. <laughs> yeah, they're super cool. So here we go. This is all I searched in eBay. And you can do this with English. You could do this with, I do this with uh, English. The searching booster technique. Booster packs, the searching technique, yeah. Um, PSA slabs, rainbow cards, secret rares, like anything you want to do. So I just did Japanese booster packs, very vague, very open, 80 to 180. Because I'm not trying to break the bank, and I know that whatever I'm going to be sending, whatever I'm going to be buying something for, I'm going to be sending an offer. So I'm not going to be paying 180. Never paying less pay full that. price. Absolutely. So the first up here is Japanese Gym Heroes. Uh, this one's going for like 150. Going for 150 from a legit seller. I think it's still up. Um. Anyways, when you're doing these listings, the only the only thing is you're going to find a lot of outliers. The reason why I say to, to do your listings very vague and very open is because you're going to find all the outliers that People didn't change their price on. They didn't realize the price changed. Um, someone who doesn't really sell Pokemon. They just happen really to have Pokemon. Some. Yeah, they just found them in a garage. Like, um, and I believe the seller for the gym heroes, he's actually like in Guam. So he, I think he's probably probably either had a, had an old an old collecting store. He got a storage or something like that, a storage unit, and they had those in there. Whatever it is, um, one fifty, and these packs normally go for like two hundred to two twenty. So quite a big discount there. Um, and like I said, it's not, you're not always going to find these deals. It's not always going to be popping up like this. This isn't like the average price. These are the outliers. These are the ones that are just going to get you 
moving in the right direction to be like, oh, Japanese Gym Hero packs. Right. I, I can get them for 150. Let me see if I can offer more it's, people 150. It's possible. Let me see, yeah. Right. It's possible, but. Right, right, right. It doesn't, doesn't always work. Right, right. Or you keep going down the rabbit hole. You're like, okay, Japanese Gym Hero packs, 150. Pretty cool. You favorite that. And then you keep going down. You're like, oh, look at this. The best of XY. This was a set that didn't come to um, America. So it's only in Japanese. So it's exclusive to Jap- Japan, which makes it pretty cool. And the front of the pack is awesome. It has Greninja, uh, Mega Rayquaza, and however you say his name, Yvetto, Yvetol. Yvetol, um, yeah. But anyways, super cool pack, super cool artwork. I thought it was dope. And for 122, I was, t- I was thinking to myself, you know, I see a lot of booster boxes on eBay sealed for like $1,000, $1,200, all kinds of stuff like that. And then the Japanese ones, I think they come with like 24 packs, right? They come with like less packs than the English ones. I'm not sure. I'm not. I mean, I. Yeah, I might be wrong. You guys can correct me on that, but I'm pretty sure they come with less packs. Anyways, for 122, I was like, that's not bad. It's something that's something that we didn't receive in, in America. So that's what caught my eye. And for the price, I was like, 122, you could be shooting these guys offers for $90 and you'd be well under the average price of what these packs would cost, which is a good thing. You're automatically winning right there. So if you would have to turn around and sell it, you have some type of scale up. You didn't just lose money. You need to just make money back. You had some type of scale up. Next one up is Japanese Magma vs. Aqua. This one's super cool because the English variant of this, um, Team Magma vs. Aqua or, or Double Crisis, um, there wasn't very many people either opened it all up or just nobody kept it sealed or they just didn't make very much of it. Or I don't, I don't have no idea, but it's very hard to find and it's very expensive when you do find it in good condition in English. Even in Japanese, it's very hard to find too. So for $80 for this Magma pack, Magma versus, uh, Magma versus Aqua pack, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. I only found like four, four to six listings uh, when I went and searched actual Japanese Magma versus Aqua booster packs. Um, there's another one that is like CP6, and like this one I think is like um, labeled something else. I can't see it, what, it, what it's on there. I think it's like this one's CP. I think this one's CP6. The other one's like CP1. You got to make sure you do your a little bit of research. If you guys are looking in Japanese packs, make sure that like, hey, I'm getting the pack that I want, or you're just getting the artwork that you want. Make sure you guys are doing some type of research. You're not just like, oh, this one has this one has the same one as the English one. No, that's not how it works. Usually, yeah. Japan puts together four of their sets, and then that'll make up the English set. Mm. So, if you guys are looking for specific cards, and that's why you guys are buying these packs, do your research. The next one up is Japanese Jungle Pack 175 OBO. This was actually up. This listing was up. Was a serious outlier. Um, these Japanese jungle packs, they go for like two fifty to three hundred dollars. Yep. Like, and this one was one seventy five OBO, and it sold like two days ago. We were telling you guys to buy these like a year. These were like in the top five a year ago. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is because you get a hollow in every pack. And we were talking about when they're like one fifty, right? Even less. They were like in the, like Japanese was like in the seventies, eighties. Oh wow. And people were like, no, they're 150. And it's like, like you're saying, you have to look. And there are some out there that are floating yeah. around that are way under what everyone else wants. It's like go get your go and get it's your it's not free, every day. Yeah, go get your free hollow. Yeah. You know what I mean, go get your free Japanese. So what hollow. was happening is people are like, Jungle's not selling for 80 bucks. And I'm like, okay, it's selling for 130. And then, you know, I go on eBay and what do you know? There's one all by itself. Mm-hmm. selling mm-hmm. for this much and it's like go do some research on the seller his feedback look at the pictures yep. and and get it what are you talking about you know what i mean 
So um, it's cool to see that come something like that come back because that's true. And it goes for anything. There's always like an outlier out there. Yep. Um, that he's just someone who's just trying to move stuff, you know, and, and it's if, probably a more honest price. And if you're just starting out, this is how you, this is how you get your foot in the door. This is where you're like, yes, I, I, I got a little leg up. You know what I mean? I got a little bone thrown to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, me staying up, going down this rabbit hole at two o'clock in the morning, finally paid off. I'm getting a jungle pack for 140. Yeah. And they sell for 220. And they sell for 220. You just made 80 bucks. You just made 80 bucks if you're going to turn around and sell it. Or you locked in value. Or you just locked in your happiness because you're like, holy crap, I got a Japanese jungle pack and I just started collecting yesterday. Yeah. What? Like, that's the cool thing. You'll never thing. feel bad about keeping it sealed. You'll right. never feel bad about keeping it open. Right. You never feel bad about selling it because you And if you're you having made, a crappy day, you just rip it open and it has yeah. a hollow in it. You, you did know? everything right. You know what I mean? You got the best price possible for something that is extremely collectible. Yep. Absolutely. And the last one up was Japanese Diamond and Pearl Base. This one's really cool because I did some research. Um, Diamond and Pearl has been uh, a set that I've been looking into a lot just because I feel like it's heavily, heavily slept on. Even the English uh, version of it. Very slept on, um, but for Jap- for Japanese, they have a whole lot more diamond and pearl covered for the English sets than they do for ja- for Japanese. So when you go to look up any card list um, for Japanese diamond and pearl, um, there's not much on it. You'll find like 18 cards. You'll find like, you know, um, three, 10 cards. And they're not really the hit cards or um, even like the really, really cool cards. They're just like random cards that people decide they're going to scan into this website. So Japanese diamond and pearl base Seeing as it's kind of hard to find, um, it's one sixty nine. You can find some for one thirty nine, one forty nine. Like I said, you got to do your shopping around, but you're gonna, they're going to average out to about one sixty nine. You're going to want to get the ones for one thirty nine to one forty nine, but you're usually only going to find them like being sold like as a single. It's not going to be someone who's selling them in in multiples, like where they they could say you could buy them in a quantity or they have multiple listings of them. You're just going to find like one listing. Like that's how few and far in between these diamond and pearl base set packs are. You might find some different packs that have the uh, Cresselia and the Heatran and those other, um, the three fairy uh, legendaries. Mm-hmm. You might find packs with those ones on them, but the, the packs with uh, Palkia and Dialga, those ones are very hard to find. And those are the ones that interest me the most just because, like we said before in the beginning of the podcast, me and Danny really enjoy collectibles that are exclusive, hard to find, um, that just stand out to us, things that we like. Dialga, Palkia. They are the legendaries for Diamond and Pearl, and I really like them. And um, the fact that this this pack right here is exclusive, and I only find it sometimes when I search, caught my eye. So I think that is like the sleeper amongst all these. Mm. Amongst all of them, I think people have caught wind of, of XY, the best of XY. Some of them have. Um, I think that was like the first big like uproar of like uh, Japanese stuff in America was like the best of XY. Yeah gotta get the best of xy like this is suits all like exclusive japan blah blah, yeah. blah blah you know and then uh i but i would definitely say diamond and pearl that's one to look at if you could find some for less than 169 which is usually the average you're doing good all right that does it though for the devon course segment i hope you guys really enjoy um this week's ebay filtering t- tip trick there you go um, sometimes you gotta be specific sometimes you gotta be vague yeah 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 yep. you gotta do both run both and then cross-reference it all right, our next segment here is another fan favorite. It's called Gengar's Grabs. Here we go.
So if you didn't know, that is a Gengar evolution line, Ghastly, Haunter, Gengar. Uh, and originally, this segment was about cards that I bought, and I shared, the, I shared them with you guys weekly. It was like, hey, Gengar's grabs, and then I had a list of five things that I bought for the week. Um, it has since then changed, and now it's about you guys. So, like I said before, join our Discord because we have a tab called Gengar's Grabs, and everyone shares what they bought for the week in that tab, and me and Devin rank them uh, week to week on the top five picks of the week, and then we talk about the cards and what we think about them. Um, so it kind of it's yeah, a very the picks are just according to how interesting it is, right? To us. So it's exactly so the cards can be rare, they could be expensive, they can be unique, they they could be you know whatever whatever the case may be is a bunch be, of different things. They could be meaningful to you. It could just be yeah, if there's a cool story behind it. Um, it could just be because we like the way the card looks. You know, and it's like this is just awesome you know what i mean yep. or maybe it's like digimon i got a soft spot for digimon so you see like digimon always land in like gengar's grabs you know so little things like that it's it's off of our judgment so it's nothing special um but it's a fun competitive thing and it also gets to share you know a diverse amount of what people are looking at different right? collectors from yeah. different parts of the world with different different you know demographics of like what what each makes person likes. you a better collector yeah you get to see what people are buying so here we go gengar's grabs number five this week Coming from Alex, he got the uh, Gold Star Greninja that comes from the ETB that's right behind me. Um, Thick card. So it's in the top five this week because nobody else shared Gold Star Greninja. So I'm guessing nobody opened their ETBs? Out of 150 people. Yeah. Nobody thought it was special. I guess not. <laughs> um, but I think go- it's special. I like it. Yeah, I, I, think it, I think it could be... It has potential to be one of the better cards long-term. Yep. I'm not sure, though, based on how other... Uh, promos have gone out of ETBs in the past. I think people figured that hack out, and now it's just not going to work anymore. But it's still a cool card. Gold Star, which is really right. cool. Greninja, who's a great prospect. Um, and it's probably there probably wasn't a better card for them to put, you know, uh, on that card. Yeah, and I, I like Pokemon. I like that they're just following the whole the whole theme of the 25th being very fun. Because had this Gold Star been like the chase, it yeah. would have just made 25th that much more scalping. Yeah, or scalpable. Um, so. Alex gets the number five spot because it's a cool card um, and it's new and no one else shared it. So like it. Number four this week, we got the MLC hot seat champ, AKA nasty Nate sharing a store participant Gallimon, a Digimon card. Yeah. If you guys can't see it, there's a store store participant stamp in the bottom so, left corner. Uh, Nate is one of our Digimon competitors. He plays the game competitively uh, at events um, and I think that's cool that we have a badged card that says store participant that makes it different than something you can just, you know, pull out of a pack. Um, obviously, people sell these on eBay, uh, but we graded it at number four because it's Gallimon, which is one of our favorite Digimon. Yeah. Uh, he earned this, chaos. right? He, he had to earn this by playing. Um, I think that's cool. And uh, it's Digimon. Um, so unique, different Digimon. Um, and it took something to get this, right? You, had, you have to have some type of skills. So number four this week. Number three right. goes to John Landry. John Landry. <clears throat> What's cool about this card is that on episode 52, before we took our break, John was on the podcast over the phone, and he told us that one of his favorite cards as a kid was this card, the Dragon Ball Z card, like came from like vending machines or something like that, uh, and he wanted it. Did he have it as a kid? 
I don't think he did. I think, I think he, he just said he always he saw it. it. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. he wanted it. So uh, what happens is one of our other members, Soggy, ended up buying it and sending it to him. Um, and that's really cool. That's that's what we're talking about. Cool story. Um, and yeah, the guy talked about it. Obviously, means and some, then yeah. One of our Discord members sent it to him. That's awesome. Got to make the Gengar's grabs because that's super dope. Really cool. So that's the number three spot this week. The number two spot. This one's cool. Goes to MF Player Six. And oh that yeah. Is, uh, a signed Boo Funko Pop. It says Boo Kill You. Yep. I'm guessing the voice actor signed that for him. Um. We don't get a lot of Funkos in the top five, but I myself have a signed Funko from Matt from Digimon right there, right there. Yeah, kind of peeking. Um, and I think that's cool. Mine's Beck, Beckett Witnessed. Uh, it's just cool to have that. There's a couple other uh, signed Funkos that I want that I'm in the hunt for. Uh, so I, the excitement that he got when he bought this is the same when I, I was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? I got a signed Funko. This is so cool. Uh, right. You know, and I'm not even in the business. I like of, I like that it's a it's a character that not most would yeah and get we either. We, we have a few guys in the Discord that are Boo fans, so that, right. Uh, really refreshing to see this and shows personal taste. Um, it's not as popular as a go and it's a figure, a signed figure, which we don't see a lot. So, uh, Dope. really like cool. It. Number one this week. Here's our uh, Gengar's grabs champ of the week. Fluky Sage taking impressive. the uh, taking home the uh, chip today. It's a complete set of character cards from Cosmic Eclipse. So mm-hmm. uh, we've featured character cards on the podcast before. Devin's shared them a lot. Yep. He also graded a lot of them. Like we just, he just I got did. them back uh, not too long ago. Did pretty well on them too. And he called it. You know, I had zero character cards and he was like, I'm going to get these character cards because I think they're going to be a big deal. And what do you know? Um, a year later, they're doing really well. Uh, yeah. So the amount of effort and energy that it takes to do something like this, it's discipline too, right? Because we get sidetracked. Oh, like yeah. One week you're buying this stuff, and then you're buying this stuff. You're buying this. It's like, who actually is out there collecting full sets and subsets? Uh, it's a very impressive thing to do. It's something that we encourage in the Discord. Uh, so that's why Fluky gets his props for taking the time to get this done. This is not a lot of people do this, and that's cool. Yeah, it's crazy because it's literally, literally 12 cards, and he has the Japanese ones he has some Japanese ones here, with like you tell about the silver borders, um, but that's twelve cards. So even if you were to buy these when they were at their cheapest, it's like five to twenty five dollars a card, right? Which is <clears throat> a feat. You know what I mean, and to get all of them, yeah. Like you said, you get sidetracked, mm-hmm. and then if you if you get a little too like nitpicky. Because I feel like as collectors, that's what we do. Sometimes we get a little too nitpicky. Like, yep. oh, I don't like this one. Or I'm looking for a certain one or this one. And we never complete the master set. So this is dope. I like Very it Very good. So congrats to Fluky. Um, also, guys, we do our Gengar's Grab submissions from Tuesday to Tuesday. Or no, from Wednesday to Tuesday. So whoever submitted since this Wednesday, right, the 13th, We'll be in Gengar's grabs next week if you if you place high enough. Um, so we'll get back on track here. Today's a little bit different. Um, some of these you got are, the heat, right? Um, but that's Gengar's grabs, guys. Please join us in the Discord and uh, get in on the fun. All right, next segment here. We're going to go into uh, looks like Digimon. Here we go. Digimon. All right, Digimon, we are now in uh, our Digi Destined segment. 
This is a segment where we cover Digimon news. Uh, we cover Digimon highest sale of the week and uh, release info, some of my favorite picks and things like that. Um, because Digimon is newer with Bandai, we don't usually go as in-depth unless there's some drama going on um, with Digimon, and then we talk about it. But uh, normally, these are shorter segments, and uh, just, you know, we're, we're growing in this hobby, uh, just, you know, and Digimon's coming back very strong. I'm a huge uh, Digibattle fan, so uh, this isn't Digibattle, but it's a new card game, and I like it a lot. I collect it. I mean, it's all up there. So uh, this week, we're talking about a release. Talking about Double Diamond, which comes out uh, tomorrow. Well, in, in North America. America, it says. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, North America is November. I was looking at Latin America. My bad, guys. We're not. Some people are getting this stuff early. Some though. people. Some people are in Latin America. Yeah. Some people are in Europe. Some people are getting this stuff early. I'm seeing it on Instagram. Um, I'm not even sure if that date's right, but that comes from the official card store, uh, our card game uh, wow, website. I think it's so much earlier than we do. Yeah. So. Uh, Double Diamond, uh, BT6. I know we have a lot of guys in the court that are excited for this because it's going to expand the meta. Uh, but there's also a card that we've been watching that got released in Japan a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's, yeah, 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 yeah. everyone's got some high hopes for. So we'll go ahead and take a look at the card list. Uh, we won't get too deep. We're just going to look at the card list, and we'll go on from there. Let me see if I can pull up a bigger window for you guys. Boom. There we go. So Digimon card list. Uh, we're going to look at the cards. We're going to talk too much about it. I like the alt arts. Nope. Yep. Demi Merrimon's really cool. Dibimon. Uh, let's see here. Oh, these were the ones we were talking about. So we have a uh, Sunamon. Sunamon. It's a great looking card. You got Agumon. This alt art is amazing. They, Digimon's just do Bandai is killing it. They are doing so well with Dragon Ball and Digimon. It's only a matter of time. Uh, Jessmon. Yeah, that one's pretty dope. I don't know anything about Jessmon, but it looks awesome. Yeah. So I want it. Uh, and this must be stuff that, you know, I don't know. This one's tight right there. The uh, Agumon Bond of Bravery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Got, got the alt art, which is nuts. Uh, let's see here. Another Gabumon alt art right oh, there. Oh, that one's nice. Yep. And uh, Gabumon Bond of Friendship. Yeah, yeah. That's sick. Really cool. They're on the front of the pack. Yeah. Are they really on the front? Yeah, they're, 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 they're oh. on the front. Whoops. Oh, yeah. Let me go down. All right, next page here. We're looking. Um, what am I gonna do with this? So BT six. Oh, BT six got put in a really weird place because you got Mamamon. You got celebrations that's right. out right now. Um, you have uh, Digimon uh, Classic Collection coming out later on this year, fourth quarter. So like they really placed it in a weird spot. So I don't know how much I'm actually going to be able to buy. Um, I may just get like one box and and then buy a box sealed. Uh, so two boxes, one sealed, one to rip. Uh, Gundramon, that's really cool. That's where I'm at yeah, with it. This is a classic. Uh, Mamemon. Who knows? Tight. Okay, but here's here's the bait though. Where was it at? Um, we were talking about this. So that's a cool card. Dynasmon. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. And let's see. That well, the secret there. rare that alternate that one's sick. Gabumon Altar is sick. Page three here, I believe, has the secret rares, yeah. and this is what we were getting into. Um, Impmon, that's a great alt art for him. Gankamon, Gankamon. He has the alternate. Gankamon, no. And then let's see. Here it is. Down here, uh, you got. Where was it at? Was it this page? Maybe not. Eosmon. Oh, it's that page. 
Alphamon. Alphamon is a secret rare hit in this one. So it's not Alphamon or Beal Starmon, even though those will probably be, you know, expensive cards. That Alphamon's nuts. He's the hit? Yeah. Alphamon is like, he's like a, um, what's it called? He reminds me of Omnimon, but like black. Who is, or he's who like is white he? and black. That's the secret rare Alphamon. Yeah. Well, they're both, that one's the alt. That's an alt. It's a secret alt? Yeah. Uh, but this one right here. So they got the alt art of Omnimon. It's one. white. That white, red, tight. and blue. Mm -hmm. um, we saw this come out in Japan, what, uh, a few months ago? Maybe even six months ago. And like, it's like a one in like two case hit. So you have to open like 24 boxes to get one. Um, mm. And people were selling these on eBay for like thousands of dollars. And rightfully so. It's, yeah, it's the awesome one in two part. case hit. Um, so the speculation is, is how hard is this going to be to pull in America or in an English set? They may make it easy and it might nerf the rarity. Uh, but with any luck, it's actually a case hit. And, um, that would be awesome. I would love for that. Even though it would cost my wallet, you know, a ton, I would love for that to actually happen. If that, if that card ends this up card being, this card deserves a, it. Yeah. If that card ends up being a case hit, I. I might end up buying a few of them. It's amazing. Omnimon is my favorite Digimon. Not only that, because that's but that's like Digimon's first case hit. Right. Card. It's a new thing. It's yeah. like it's like their very first one, and I would like to be the dude who has four. Yeah. The very first ones. Um, they're probably gonna be, you know, two, three thousand dollars raw. I hope not. I hope they're gonna <laughs> eight hundred. Uh Ty. <laughs> he looks like he's older now. You got Matt older. all of them are older. TK's older. Uh, and then you got uh, some other Tamers, you got Izzy and Joe, Sora and Mimi, and then the fourth page is all option cards. I'll, I'll go ahead and scroll for our meta guys, just because that would not be fair if I just like, oh, whatever. I love the option cards. I think they look cool. Like, I like that, that one. Yep. It's just got good art overall on them. Mm -hmm. um, and Digimon's known to do that. They did that with, with Digibattle too. So very cool. Double Diamond drops uh, in November. You may start seeing it come out here pretty soon. Normally, when Digimon first dropped, we were doing a four-box rule. Does the European so, stuff come in English? Oh, I'm not sure. Okay. I have no idea. Um, but I'm sure you'll see it weeks in advance. You know, people get this stuff way early now. Yeah, true. Very cool stuff uh, for Digimon. Let me get back into my show here. Very curious how much that uh, Omnimon's going to be. <clears throat> yeah, who knows? I like it. I like the card itself. I like to have one for myself, and I like to have one as like, you know, a case hit. That's almost like a Starlight Rare, you know? One and two case hit. That's what the Japanese one was doing. Yeah. Out of control. The BGS, like, I think there's a BGS 9 that sold for like 6K. It was out of control. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. But as a Digimon fan and as an Omnimon fan, I would, that's a personal thing. It's like, I would love to have a card that is that rare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here we go, guys. Let's get into the highest sale of the week for Digimon. This is good news here. Digimon highest sale of the week. Uh, this was on the 4th. Again, a little old. We'll get more current as, as we uh, roll into next week's episode. Uh, but this was on the 4th, October 4th. A Digimon TCG card game complete alternate 1.0, 1.5 master set, alternative set. I don't know why they said it like that. It's a full alternate alternate art binder. 
for 1.0 if you guys know how much these alternate arts go for this is a no-brainer that this happens and this isn't the first time we've seen this um a few episodes back we saw master sets for yep. digimon selling uh in the the two thousand dollar range mm-hmm. um that's really cool what that means is that there's people actually collecting this stuff uh because what what we were people most want to collect it too <laughs> right in, in a full in a full set fashion what we were most fearful of um when digibattle was starting to go you know off the chains was people were only buying the cool cards black war graymon omnimon war graymon that was it that's all everyone wanted and it was like well if nobody likes the other cards this this vintage card game will not pick up because it it just doesn't you can't carry the back you know war graymon cannot carry everyone the whole TCG has to be popular or whole card game has to be popular. So this is a good sign for the Bandai card game, uh, the new card game, uh, because people are showing interest in master setting. I actually have a series one, 1.5. I have my own little collection of master set that I have. I still have yet to complete 1.0, but um, yeah, I have like probably 70% of every set you know, that's come out so far. So um, it's cool, and I, I think Bandai is making it accessible to people, right? It's not impossible to get a secret rare in a pool or go online and get it because the prices aren't crazy, crazy bad. Um, of course, you want prices to do well. That's your own interest or, you know, invested in that. But uh, I think there's like a happy medium where, yeah, it's pricey, but everyone can play if they want to. Or they can just pull it. You know what I mean? Um, so Bandai's, I think Bandai's doing really well, which is weird because Dragon Ball's much harder to pull secret rares. Oh yeah, yep. I've done I've done really well with Digimon. They don't follow the same mapping, that's for sure. Yeah, I've done really well with Digimon, and I've never been. It's always been fun. Yeah, it's always been fun. So that's it for the highest sale of the week on Digimon. Again, guys, if you have something you want to talk about Digimon, drop a comment uh, down in the comment section. Ooh. All right. Uh, oh, we got something new here for you guys. Here we go. Oh, yeah, we don't even have a sample for this. Sorry, guys. All right, it's guys. so new, there's no sample. Yeah, it's so new, there's no sample. Um, if you guys have a sample in mind that you guys would like for this uh, segment, it's going to be called Pop Report. So on this, on this segment, we're going to be giving a very quick, rapid-fire um, overview of whatever set was on, on No Gimmicks, Devin's Mind, and... This time it was Emerging Powers because Denny gave me, when I first started collecting, Denny gave me one pack of black and white Emerging Powers. I was going through my stuff. I saw it and I was like, huh, I wonder what the pop report looks like on these cards. And I want, since I'm asking the question, I'm sure everybody else has a question. So here we go. There's a total of 362 cards graded. 133 of them are in 10. 192 are nines. There's 24 eights and there's two sevens. So not too bad. Um, The highest pop. Cards in this set are Thunderous, number 97, full art. There is 61 nines, and there's 53 tens. The next one is Tornadus, number 98, full art. 64 nines and 37 tens. Those so, are good numbers. Yeah, those are really good numbers. Like, So if you guys are looking at these, like, uh, that's a lot. And that's basically all of, almost, almost half of the population of each 10. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the way I see it is that this whole set in general slept on. Obviously, you could tell by the pop the pop report. A total of three hundred sixty two. There's some modern sets that are, are heights of thousands. 
Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Yeah. So let's put it in perspective of that. You have a 2011 set that maybe not a lot of people like, but there's only 362 cards graded. So of those 362 cards, what's the lowest pop cards? Maybe you're like, hey, which ones can I get in on? If these ones have that, that high of a, a pop report, what are the ones I can get on? Well, the reverse hollows, hollows, and cracked ice hollows. Those are the ones that have a population of one. Mm. And it's either a population of one in, in either a 10 or a nine, or it's, it's just either, it's either or, or maybe both. Um, but usually you might be able to score like the first nine. If there's, a, if there's already a PSA 10, you might be able to score the first nine. Or if there's a, already a PSA nine, you might be able to score the first 10. So that's one thing that if you're like, hey, you're looking for a small uh, achievement or you want to get like some low pop cards on your, on your list, maybe that's what you do. Uh, the next thing up is cards of interest. So these are be cards that I would personally like. If I wanted to get cards from the set, the ones that I would start seeking out. Um, so these are going to be the cracked ice hollows and the crosshatch uh, reverse hollows. So the crosshatch reverse hollows are going to be the event exclusive um, cards because there's some that are rewards and there's some that are like you can win from a like there's some that you get from clubs. So Pokemon, there's a Pokemon League. And then mm-hmm. there's another one that you, there's another type of a, a club that you can get these crosshatch cards from. So some are like trophy cards. Some are kind of like reward club cards. Um, but these crosshatch ones, not a lot of people pay attention to them and not a lot of people know where they come from. That's why the pop is so low. And the thing is, is that a lot of people don't know about this crosshatch, crosshatch pattern um, and, and the badge itself. They just see that, hey, it just looks a little bit different than the reverse hollow but they don't really know why and they're not willing to do the research. Well, not a lot of people know about 2011 black and white. So I can tell you that this, uh, unfezant, 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 it's French. Yeah. This unfezant has a pop of like one or two for this reverse hollow, which is not a lot. And I can Mm -hmm. tell you there's more cards out there than just that one or two that are graded. And the people who win these cards normally keep them in better condition than you would just a regular hollow or reverse hollow. Right. So you may be able to still score a PSA eight or nine and have that on your, on the board. So the cracked ice hollows, these ones are what come in the structure decks, right? Starter decks. Yeah. It's called starter decks. Yeah. Yeah. These come in the starter decks and they have like, um, whatever, whatever Pokemon that they're trying to promote within the set. Um, but anyways, that's where that cracked ice pattern comes from. Kind of exciting. A lot of the, Big hype came over it on XY, U2, and yeah. and uh, Pikachu. Yep. Those are like what really set off cracked ice. So these older ones, not a lot of people really care about. I think they're just kind of cool, kind of a niche thing to have in your collection if you want to collect them. But that's it for Pop Report. That's 2011 Pokemon Black and White Emerging Powers. I hope you guys learned something. You guys got some value from it. If you guys like it, let us know. If you guys don't like it, drop it down in the comments. Tell us in the Discord. Send us an email. Say, hey, it was great or it wasn't. All right. And now we're on to our next segment, guys. We're going to be talking about Dragon Ball. Here we go. Everyone loves that remix of Goku going Super Saiyan 3. Uh, but anyways, Dragon Ball, same thing as uh, Digimon or Pokemon. It's our little section here 
on what's going on in the Dragon Ball world. We're going to start this week off with the highest sale of the week for Dragon Ball. Here we go. It's your boy. It's your boy, Goku. You already <laughs> knew. Uh, yep. BGS 9.5 2018 Dragon Ball Super, the Tournament of Power, Sun Goku Awakened Power. $5,043 and some shipping. So if you guys are new to Dragon Ball Super, it's your first time tuning in. You guys seeing it up you here. You want to get in on this? You guys see this card. You're like, oh, I've never seen that card before. There you go. That's, that's that the card. Is, that's the Charizard. That's the Charizard of Dragon Ball. Yep. That's it right there. Maybe, like we said, uh, besides like the signature cards that we've talked about in like previous episodes and then the Ultimate Force Vegito that we've also talked about in previous yep. episodes. That's the guy. Um, That guy right there. Yeah. If you're not seeing him on the high sale of the week, it's either a booster box or very, very cool. It's a figurine. Right. Like a dope figurine from like Comic-Con, some type of exclusive. So um, I still think it's early for Goku. Yeah. Um, I, the reason why is because uh, Goku is, you know, he's different because he is the voice of Goku. Like that. There's a human to the, to the. You guys are attaching a character. human to this, right? So yeah. the thing is, is they, the. Voice actor for Goku will not be replaced. Um, so when he's done, that's it. Uh, Charizard can always have a new voice actor. Mm -hmm. Ash from Pokemon has a new voice actor like every season. Yep. They can't find. They cannot find the voice for them. So uh, Goku is like a franchise tag player. He's like he's like a LeBron, right? Uh, if something bad happens to the actual voice actor, it's bad news for Dragon Ball. Um, right. So Goku's a little bit different. He's like a He's like a sports player almost, you know what I mean? Um, so this is a great card. We featured it on the show. It's it's often the highest sale of the week because it is the grail. Um, and I think it's early. I think you can still buy this card for, you know, a thousand dollars or so in, in mint condition and get it graded and do this. Yeah. Um, it takes it takes a lot though. You know, you gotta have diligence and uh it takes a commitment to Dragon Ball if you're a huge Dragon Ball fan to do something like this. But uh I can tell you. I do want one of these cards sooner than later. Um, and I'll, I'll work on it to get it. Uh, even if I have to buy one graded, I'll do it. Um, it's a sick card. And geez, I mean, I've, I've been watching Dragon Ball since, you know, I was like eight years old. Yeah. Before yeah. I was even allowed to watch it. My mom used to not. Let yeah. And just it. imagine like seeing it now, like think, think about it now, guys. Seeing this, literally seeing up, this yeah. grail at $5,000 right now being sold for 5,000. You're probably like, wow, that's so much. But imagine getting deep into Dragon Ball here in two, three years, and you're like, I would really it's enjoy. I really enjoy having the Grail in my collection. Let me go see what it is. It's fifteen thousand, like Danny 20, said. 000, it's right. twenty thousand. Then you're gonna be like, oh wow, yep. I have five grand now. I and wish I would have pulled the trigger back <clears> then. The cool know? thing about it is, is that this card is like the Charizard of of Dragon Ball. Um, but Dragon Ball barely just got started in 2017. Yeah. The new card game. So you still have some time. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, before you reach this crazy height, if you're going to be a big deal in the Dragon Ball game, I think this is like a, a must have. Great card. Yeah. I think the only way that changes is like if Denny said, God forbid something happens to the voice actor. Yeah. And then who knows? Then it might be un unattainable. Right. Unobtainable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, let's get into some Dragon Ball news this week. Real light stuff again. We're talking about a new set. So. Dude, the timing is just nuts with these sets. So think about this. <laughs> I know, dude. There's so you got much celebrations out. So much stuff coming out. You got double diamond coming out. Mm -hmm. But on top of double diamond for Digimon, 
you also have the classic collection coming out, which is all the throwback cards that we all want. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to get Celebrations and I'm going to get uh, Digimon. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. But then Dragon Ball goes and inserts something that's going to be very special because look at the name. It's a uh, name says Warrior it all. series Saiyan Showdown. Now, the reason this is a big deal is because last time we had a Saiyan four set like this was Assault of Saiyans, right? Yep. Banger set. Straight banger. And everyone wishes they had it now. We're talking signature cards. We're talking awesome secrets. We're talking there's just Assault of the Saiyans is is a crazy set. And if you can get it sealed, get it. Now they don't have the full card list on the actual Dragon Ball card game website, but from what I did pull, this is one of the special rares, this Brawly right here. I'll go to the next page. Yeah, Brawly's uh, This releases in, what was the date on it? November? November. Yep. So it releases in November, um, but this is one of my early picks to where this might be something you want to have, even if you just buy the single card by itself. Um, Brawly. He's historically done well for Dragon Ball, the new Dragon Ball card game. Uh, pretty much like every Brawly card has done well. Minus, you know, the commons and uncommons. But, you know, if it's a special rare, uh, it's going to go somewhere. Um, I'm not really a Brawly yeah, fan. Not, there's not a Brawly card that doesn't do well, though. Yeah. Um, I'm not really a Brawly fan, but it's it's hard to deny, uh, you know, how popular Brawly is. I would like for them to get the the movie Brawly in there. That's what I was going to say. You just get, a, get like a... Gogeta just punching the lights they out need of to like Brawly. have a secret rare a, where there's a secret rare down. just three secret them. rares there should be three secret rares Goku versus Brawly Brawly versus Goku Vegeta versus Brawly yeah and from each scene be amazing Gogeta Gogeta versus Brawly yeah Gogeta Gogeta versus Brawly Goku versus Brawly and then Vegeta versus Brawly you need it yep um, but that's all we got they haven't released the secret rares yet, so whenever they get those, we'll probably do an update here. Yeah, and just looking at the box, too, I see... Who's that? Bardock. Turk? Bardock or Turk? I think he's Turk. He's the evil one. Oh. Is his name right? Turk? Turok? Something like that, but you got Bart. the you got the Saiyan got, trio uh, on the front. Yeah, the Saiyan tree. You got Goku, and it looks like there's a Vegeta on the side of the box, maybe, and we see have a Gohan, too. You have Kefa, Kefla, or Khalifa. It's all saying it's not all sayings. Um, I looked at the card list. It's not all saying stuff, but for the most part, it's like, you know, there's that other guy, other dude. Yep. All it looks like all sayings. Really cool. Um, set I'm guys. To see the, the list. So the 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 uh the timing is just odd because I don't know if I'm gonna be able to squeeze this in with all this other stuff coming out. Um, so that's where no. we may have to just get into the singles game on with Dragon Ball. Um, because it is probably my smallest collection of all my TCGs, but um, we'll see. Uh, so hopefully you guys are excited about that, and the uh, the Dragon Ball fans in our cord get some, so we can see it. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, here we go. We're going into Yu Gi Oh now. Welcome to Heart of the Cards segment where we talk about everything Yu-Gi-Oh. You guys already know how we start out each and every TCG, so let's get it started with the highest sell of the week. All right, Ooh. highest sell of the week for Yu-Gi-Oh goes to Starter Deck Kaiba First Edition Factory Sealed, brand new SDK001. Yes, this is the blue eyes to have. This is like, for me, I mean, if you're, if you're going to ask me my own personal opinion, 
this is the blue eyes to have. SDK yes. 001 first edition is the blue eyes to have. It was <clears> the <throat> most nostalgic. It was the epitome of blue eyes. It was the one that was on the TV show. It was the one that was on the anime, whatever you want to call it. Um, this is the one we all know from our childhood and we all love. Um, same with the the red eyes, the dark magician, and relinquish from Pegasus deck. Eight thousand dollars, thirty six bids. Um, yeah, I'm not even gonna sit here and and say that it doesn't deserve eight thousand dollars like that. That's um not warranted because that this, is the box everyone had as a kid. Yeah, everyone had this box as a kid, and on top of it, and look, I ruined it. The box from this, look, just looking at the box from here in this picture, they don't do starter decks like that anymore. Yeah, they don't do starter decks like this at all. But the box looks great, and the guy looks like he has it on some type of sheet. He had it kept very well. Um, these boxes aren't normally kept in this condition, and the cards that are inside, like this blue eyes, and all the other cards that come in this deck, normally don't stay in the best condition because back then, um, you uh, Konami didn't really package their stuff. That yeah, well. I mean, it it's was not like how it game. is today. Yeah, it was pretty early in the game to have secure packaging and keep the cards nice and safe. Um, so. A lot of the times you find these cards beat up. So to get a box in this great condition, $8,000, this guy's going to ask what he wants because it's a finite supply. What's out there is what's out there. And this is unopened, sealed product. Like Denny said, he ruined his box. Think about, yeah, how many, kid. think about how many other people did too. So this right here, that's crazy. I love crazy, to see it too. Crazy, crazy. The reason why I like to see this is because uh, a few months ago I was hoarding, not hoarding, I was just buying a ton of... Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! starter deck cards. So I got a handful of starter deck uh, Blue Eyes and a handful of starter deck uh, Dark Magicians. Yeah. They're unlimited, um, but I started buying them because, remember, this trickle-down effect, right? First edition becomes unavailable to the average man. They're going to go right to unlimited. Um, And you could find the unlimited hollows for like 20, 30 bucks. Some of them are up there. They're way expensive, but there are also other sellers out there who have you know, these cards in, in near mint, mint condition and undersell them. You have to just yeah. find them. Yeah. Um, you can find the first edition blue eyes by himself for a couple hundred dollars, but they're usually torn and like destroyed. Um, Chewed on. but you know, uh, thinking about my logic earlier with the Pokemon first edition hollows, that's kind of where my mind goes with these. It doesn't True. really matter True. the grade because there's just yeah. so many left and that's it. And in some cases, a PS3 is probably or a PSA three could be more rare than a seven, because maybe there's only two threes out there, and someone needs that three to complete his collection one through ten. You know what I mean? Like lots of little uh, specific, you know, niches here and there um, with the vintage first edition market. Um, and it's one of the few things where I'll I'll let loose on it. Doesn't need to be a PSA nine or ten, right? It's only on this type of stuff. I honestly like my. But if I had that, I'd keep it sealed. If I had this, I'd keep it sealed. Yeah, for sure. Like this in the box, everything. I'm keeping amazing. It. Yeah, it'd be great. Just like that. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. So for heart of the cards, we always have a topic that we talk about every single week. Um, this week we're gonna be covering Shonen Jump subscription subscription promos. So we're not talking about the actual promos that came in the magazine. We're talking about the ones that they sent you if you had a subscription to Shonen Jump. So I hope some of these. Photos of these uh, magazines bring back some nostalgia for you, and you guys remember reading them or opening them up and looking at them. Um, If you guys are interested, I think Shonen Jump still does their their magazine every month, and they also have one that's weekly called V-Jump. If you're interested, you guys can go check that out. But let's get into it. Shonen Jump subscription promos. Um, The Shonen Jump 2007 subscription promo um, are some of the earlier ones. You can find these for um, 
20 to 80 bucks raw, both of them, uh, Dread Scythe and Green Baboon. Um, Green, ba Green Baboon, as you can see, a PSA 9 is 300 bucks. And there wasn't very many graded um, of this guy. Um, there is a reprint from the Legendary Collection or Legendary Series. Um, so if you're looking for these cards, Yu-Gi-Oh! does it a lot where they do um, reprints or limited edition or whatever where the code on the bottom right hand of the artwork will be something different. So if you're looking for these cards in specific, you're going to want to look up J-U-M-P jump-en-014 or jump-en-015. Jump That's what's going to bring you to the um, Shonen Jump subscription promos and not just some other reprint ultra ultra rare green baboon or dread scythe it's gonna give you the one that you actually want uh fast forward four years we have shonen jump 2011 sub uh, subscription promos again i just put in another set of them just so you guys can see um maybe we have some people who got in stayed into it in 2011 and these are still getting sent out i'm pretty sure all the way up until now uh but cephalon the ultimate time lord we talked about cards that that were like this um, probably a few weeks ago. They were like championship cards that you can win from Yu-Gi-Oh! Championships. Yep. Um, but this Cephalon, the Ultimate Time Lord, he gives those same type of vibes. You can find them for 40 to 50 bucks. Um, I think. Is he the one that's... No, he's not graded in the seven. That's a, that's a Quasar Dragon. But yeah, Ultimate Time Lord, there is the one. The championship cards sell for <coughs> quite a bit, and they're really hard to find. So this guy gives those same vibes. So that's why I put him on there. We have Shooting Quasar Dragon. Um, he was another one of the hits that was just like a hit. But like raw, you know what I mean? Like people want him. You know what I mean? He's not just like a a collector thing, but like people wanted him. Um, so shooting shooting quasar dragon jump en zero fifty five. Um, both of them raw forty fifty bucks. But this one you can find in a PSA seven for two hundred bucks. When's the last time you heard of a PSA seven for two hundred dollars? It's not it's not often. It's not often that you do. So if you if you are in the business of buying and flipping, you could buy and flip a couple. For the forty to fifty price range, yeah, if that's what you're into. The same thing goes for the uh, 2007 subscription promos or any year subscri subscription promo. You can buy the raw, grade it, and sell it for more because obviously you can see what the prices of what they do. Making a special appearance though, um, not a subscription promo, but from Shonen Jump is the Swedish Shonen Jump 2004 promo card. So this is the Swedish promo. Um, I put this in there. This is the card on the on the slide here. Yeah. I, this is the card that's on the slide. So we've talked about Broken Neck Blue Eyes, which is from LOB. We've talked about Anime Blue Eyes, which is from SDK. Now we're talking about Jump Blue Eyes. Now this isn't J-U-M-P. This is just J-M-P-E-N-001. So don't make that mistake because there's people out there that are selling proxies. There's people out there doing oh, you know, scummy stuff. Oh, I see, yeah. There's people out there doing stuff They'll like that. They'll get you. They'll get you. And I actually do think there's another um, Blue Eyes that came that has the J-U-M-P stamp. It's like E-N-001. So it's pretty tricky. Isn't that the ultimate dragon? Mm, there is an ultimate dragon, but there's also He's another. J-U-M-P though, huh? Or is he J-U-M-P? He's J-U-M-P. No, he might be J-M-P. Because he just comes straight from the magazine. You have Ult to, you got to, you got to learn these different. Yeah. That's variations, guys, because they'll get you. That's, um, that's why I put the picture here too. This is the one you want. He comes from 2004. So if you're bu already buying him graded, it's very easy. Just look for 2004 Shonen Jump magazine. Then you know you're getting the right one. Um, but if you're trying to buy him raw, make sure the description says something about 2004. It's got this picture right here. Blue eyes with like earth in the background. And then um, 
it has JMP-EN001. So the reason why he's making uh, a little special appearance is because he is exclusive. It was only released to um, Sweden. Cards that are like that, um, we know cards that are like that from Digimon that are very rare that go for a pretty penny. And um, Swedish exclusives. Swedish exclusive has just always been a tried and true collectible for TCGs. Well, it's cool too because and they're cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's exclusive. You know, I don't, I, I don't. And they keep them in English, which is kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's cool in general. The fact that it wasn't released to to America, it wasn't released to Japan, it's Sweden. But great. So that does it for the Harley cards. Shonen Jump subscription promos. Um, hope you guys liked it. We'll be covering more Shonen Jump for the weeks to come. We'll be covering the actual magazine promo promos themselves, which ones I think are probably the most valuable, or maybe the ones that are probably the coolest in my opinion. Um. That's it. Heart of the Cards. Hope you guys liked it. All right. We're going to start a new segment here. Uh, no one's heard this Ooh. one yet. Kind of like Pop Report, but uh, a new segment added to the podcast. This is called TCG Battle Royale. And what this is, is this is a segment about each current TCG that we just talked about. Dragon Ball, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon. And we put them in a battle royale of what sets are ranked the best uh, week to week, and it goes off of their current set. So you can't go off of what's in the future, like, oh, well, they're releasing this, so they should be number one. No, it goes off of the current set that's out by release date, uh, and we rank them up. I guess by, you want to, I guess you would say it's like relevancy. Yeah. And how current, yeah, how current it is. So it would be, um, release date, but we're, we're grading it based off of what you can pull in this stuff, how fun it is, right? Uh, the price point that you can get it for. The cards that are in it, like everything, um, kind of like the top five or like Gengar's grabs. It's like a little bit of everything contributes to why we rank it like this. Now, obviously, if you're a diehard, you probably won't agree with us, agree with us some weeks, but this right. will change week to week. There could be weeks where Pokemon's the best. There could be weeks where Digimon's the best. It doesn't matter uh, because we're a fan of all the stuff. So here we go. TCG Battle Royale. <laughs> nostalgia track for you guys here we go tcg battle royale coming in at number four this week is Yu-Gi-Oh! dawn of majesty it was released august 8th 2021 uh very cool set because it's got the starlights in there and it's got cool starlights the issue is that they are case hits and if you're not too much of a fan of the meta there's really nothing else for you in here um we were we were really big on king's court because yeah, the, I think there's like five or six cards that, that break that like $10 price range. So, yeah. So if you're a collector, you, there's really not much for you unless you just want to master set it because that's what you do for all Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, but besides the Starlights, which are extremely hard to, to pull, you, you, you don't got much. King's Court was a, was a much funner set for collectors because it had throwback cards. It's got the collector rares, which right, have better right. pull rates, but not, you know. Yeah. Uh, you get much more like ultras. They even had the God cards That's thrown the in there. That ultra rare God cards in there. So something like that would have been really good this week, but uh, Dawn of Majesty is newer, and uh, they take number four this week. Number three, Digimon Battle of Omni. Now, I'm a huge Digimon fan, 
Battle of Omni uh, was released, what does that say, August uh, 6th? 6th. <clears throat> it's a great set because you're going to pull an Omnimon no matter what. And the artwork was awesome. The Chaos Gallantmon, the secret rares they got in there with the antibody, the throwback card that they had in there. Yep. Really cool stuff. Uh, it lands number three. Um, just because, you know, I think, uh, I think you can get tired of it after some time, you know? Yeah, it was, it was really easy to get a hold you of. You open four boxes, you're like, I think I had enough. Right. I've um, seen enough Omnimon. Right. Uh, but again, if you're a huge Digimon fan, maybe you can open a case and just be happy with it. Um, I also don't think that these are going to, this Battle of Omni, um, initially, I thought this was going to be a theme set. Uh, but I don't think this is going to have the same effect as Tournament of Power did for Dragon Ball. Because that was a theme set as well. Um, I feel like this was so easy to get the cards. Yeah. This was so easy to get the cards that you wanted. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of potential there. I think there's there's Omnimons and other booster sets that will surpass these ones. I could be wrong, and maybe that, you know, changes, but as of right now, Digimon is completely dominated by um the meta. Omnimon and 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 double diamond. Sorry, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so very fun set. Awesome pools. Um, I don't think it's going to be a, a one we remember, you know. I agree. Going into next year. I think Double Diamond could easily overshadow this. Yeah. Uh, number two, Dragon Ball Super Cross Spirits, released 13th of August, 2021. So overall, I don't really like the set. I think you had a couple Android pools, and then you got the one secret rare of Goku and Frieza. Yeah, that's the one. Um. But that's also why it's number two this week, because that card we, we covered when it first came out, it was like 350 bucks. It's still holding steady in the high 200s, 300s. Which is a good sign. Normally, cards don't do that after a month, two months. Right, because more people have got their hands on it. Right. Someone's willing to undercut so, the market. What does that mean? That means the card's actually hard to pull. It also means that this card is probably here to stay. It's it's the most iconic scene of Dragon Ball we have so far with Goku and Frieza teaming up together. True. Uh, and it was the, the climax of Super. Um, so, which is weird because I thought going UI was cooler. But anyways, uh, Dragon Ball Super, it's number two this week because besides that Goku, I'm not really high on the set. Um. But as a collector, I mean, a set has that's super, all you need. A set has Super 17, right? Yeah. Yeah. But again, it just... Yeah, besides that one. Besides Super 17 and, and, and the Frieza. Cause I think because the Frieza and Goku was the only... Because that's such a banger, though, and they made it hard to pull, it deserves the number two spot this week. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it's got a little more leeway than Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh is a case hit. At least in this, you, you got a shot in every box. You know what I mean? It's hard. Yeah, it's hard, but you got a shot. Yeah. Better shot than Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Uh, number one this week is a no-brainer. Pokemon Celebrations just released on the 8th. Very fun. Uh, it looks like the Mew is actually hard to pull. It looks like the Charizard is actually harder than Blastoise and Venusaur. Yeah, it's it, like they made it fun. They made it fun. And a little bit challenging. And a little bit challenging, yeah, at the same time. Like, yeah, we'll leave some cards pretty pretty rare. But I also, I mean? think, I also think everyone, you know, in a matter of a few months, everyone's going to have it. Yeah. So it's not super rare. But um, it's the newest set out of all of these, so that kind of makes it more exciting by default because it just came out, so we're all high off of it right now. Um, and it's the celebration set. None of these other and sets are celebration. They're not anniversary too. sets. Yeah, it'd be kind of sad too if if Pokemon Celebrations was on four 
Right. And it's the celebration. It's, it's the, the anniversary. 25th anniversary. And you got these, these like subpar sets. Regular like expansions. Yeah. yeah. You just couldn't do that. So, uh, celebrations this week, no brainer. Um, we do have some new sets releasing, I think in the next week or so. So maybe some things will change. Um, yep. I think it's, yeah, mid October. Maybe it'll make it on next week's show. Maybe it won't. Um, and again, definitely October, November, as I do. Game. Yeah. Fourth quarter should ha- definitely have some, but as I do more research, this could change. If this list changes next week is because something happened that, you know, maybe, uh, we need to talk about and re reassess. Uh, but as it stands, that is the TCG battle Royale. Let us know what you think about that, uh, segment in the discord, or you can drop a comment here. I like it. I think it's cool. All right, guys. Uh, before we sum up today's show, we, uh, when we started this show, we always had podcast questions, listener questions. Uh, people would submit questions to us. We'd answer them on the show. I want to bring that back because that's how we give back to you guys. If nothing was valuable, at least this will be today. Uh, so podcast questions this week, we got an email from a new listener. Uh, this is from Neil. Of course, I can't read this because it's too small. For I me. got it. He says, topic getting started. He said, Hey guys, I just started listening to your podcast after I just started playing the games on the switch. I honestly forgot how much I love this world. I'll be short and quick. I'm wanting to start selling. I'm wanting to start selling cards to make some money on the side. I kind of get lost in the weeds when trying to find a crack into this. Can you give me some overall suggestions and just a good solid starting point? I really appreciate any information you guys can possibly pass on. Thanks again, guys. Can't wait to hear the new podcast. Neil. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'll go. We'll, we'll both give our, our two cents on here. Um, the first thing you need to do, Neil, is you need to go back to when you were a kid and identify what your favorite thing is in trading cards. Maybe it's base set Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Neo. Maybe you're like me and you actually like that's Digibattle just, more. Step. I don't know what else you can do. Maybe you like Digibattle more. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe you like something that none of us have even heard of. Why am I saying that? Because that's what you need to go be getting. I don't care... I don't care if everyone is selling special delivery Pikachu right now and making a quick flip. Mm-hmm. If you want to make it far in this game, mm-hmm. you have to be different and you got to be yourself. Got to find passion. So, everyone likes base sets, so that's not really different. But what I'm saying is, is that's what you're good at. That's what you know. It's the, it's the, it's the first thing that you're going to be the best at right off the bat because you actually have a clue, right? Um, and that could go for any set. Like, hey, well, I, I know about this. Okay, well, you should start collecting that again. And first, you should start collecting it to make yourself happy. And then the extra stuff is what we teach that get rid of and then make that collection even bigger. Um, so you got to find out what you like. Um, yeah, a good rule of thumb is that if you like it, someone else does. Someone else yeah. will too. Um, so if it's base set, go back to our top five, start buying base set hollows. Um, but how do, you, how do you crack into this game? Well, the first thing is, you know, Start if you're not yet and you haven't bought any cards, you need to make an eBay account and you need to start buying cards and you need to start building your uh, eBay profile with good reviews as a buyer. You need to be a buyer first before you just enter and start selling. Someone like me who's been selling since 2018, I have no incentive to buy from a newbie. You know what I mean? I why would I buy from someone that has zero reviews, zero experience in this hobby? So that's kind of how you have to look at it. Um, you need to be, you don't need to be popular. It's not what I'm saying, but you need to be respectable. You need, you need to know the etiquette 
of selling cards, how to take pictures of your cards, um, how to ship your cards correctly. Proper description. Yeah, proper description. Do you know what, you know, excellent is, near mint, mint. Do you know what damaged means? And not your definition, but what everyone understands as collectors. Um, you need to learn your etiquette because if you start pissing people off, you'll never be able to get a crack at selling. You just be canceled from the start. Um, so it's very important that you learn that stuff. And the best way to do that is by becoming a consumer. You see how people treat you and then you develop, well, you know what? I don't ever want to be treated like that again. Or I really liked what that person did. I'm going to do that too. You de- and you, you take all these things from here, 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 and you make yourself into this seller that you want to be. Um, and if you don't know anything about making cards, there's multiple ways of doing this. There's people that go to Target and hoard all the sealed product, which is not what we're about. That's just a reseller. And I don't, I don't, I think if you're going to open it up, do it. People can do that with their eyes closed. Yeah, if you're, hey, you're going to open it up, do it. <laughs> but, if, if you're going to, if you're ripping it all open, cause you're like, I don't, I don't, whatever I'm going, this is my only way I can do it. And you're like, <laughs> I just grind harder than everybody so, else. That's why I can buy it all up. Then, then do that. We're not I frowning upon it, right. but we don't, we don't necessarily like, well, you yeah, mentioned that you love this, go and camp. The, the Pokemon world. Yeah. You mentioned that you love the Pokemon world. So I'm going to guess you're not going to, you're not going to be able to compete with these resellers. These guys. Yeah, they're like sharks. They're like. Coyotes. They're polished turds is what they are. Okay. Anyways, I don't, I don't like them. Um, <laughs> nothing up here is sealed. It's all opened. It's stuff I've opened. If it is sealed, it's mine. I'm not selling it. Uh, but anyways, you could, you could do that if, if you wanted to. I'm not. We have resellers that listen to this podcast. I'm not. You can do that. It's not, it's not against the law. Right. But there's other ways of making money selling cards too. You could sell them raw, which means you don't grade them. You just buy them. You sit on them. And then when they increase in value, you sell them. You do that. And it's scalable because you can buy more than one card. It's also scalable because of this. This is like 60 something cards. You see how much space this takes up? You can fill your room up like this. And you'll have inventory for days. Uh, you can do that. You can sell cards raw. I sell cards raw. Um, my method uh, is is different than others. I sell bulk Pokemon cards. I sell the cards that scalpers are not into. I sell them to the people that actually play the game because there's a market for that. Uh, before Pokemon became popular and everyone kind of like got back on the trend, the hobby was carried on the backs of people who played the game. That's the only reason it survived. It would have died. Um, and then Pokemon Go came out and it rebirthed it and then it became cool. Um, but without our competitive players, this doesn't exist. So I like to sell to them. They're reliable people. Um, and again, it's a vo- when you sell raw like that, though, it's volume based. You have to sell. You got to sell a lot every freaking day. Um, you can also uh, grade your cards, which I'm sure you heard about. You're like, what the heck is that? Um, if you don't, if you if you have an idea but you don't know. You got to start researching grading companies and find out what what you're going to grade with and why. Uh, PSA is obviously the favorite. That's the one that we go with. Um, but do you know why we go with that? So you you need to figure that out for yourself. Or maybe you go with BGS. You know what I mean? Or CGC. God forbid. <laughs> so you know what I mean. I'm giving you options here. Right. Um. That would be you know. But you got to learn about that, and you got to you got to take your bruises first because if you trust. When I started in 2018, I wasn't just making money right off the bat. I screw I screwed up a lot. Um, you know, I made like over 
200 eBay listings and realized that I did them all jacked up. And I was like, I'm gonna take these all down, deleted it and had to do it again. Um, I've sold cards for, you know, the wrong price. I've had people try to rip me off for over $1,200. You know, you have to be able to stomach all that. You gotta, you gotta handle eBay cases, you know, and, and realize that if you're gonna try and make money on the side, you gotta be respectable and you have to be a, a good person because customer service is part of it. You can't just tell people you get what I give you and think you're gonna get very far. Um, so that's a whole other aspect. If you don't like talking to people, it might be hard being a seller. Um, you got to get, you know, you have to be able to email and write messages, you know, politely without sounding like a jerk. Uh, so those are other things to consider. Um, but, you know, you have your graded cards, you have sealed collections, and you have selling raw cards. That's pretty much how you do it. The other way is you could kind of do what we do. We don't, we don't really do it. Other people do it. You could open up a channel and talk about what you like. And if people like you enough, you could start live streams and you could sell packs to people on your live streams. Um, it's not, you know, as profitable as some people think, but, you know, volume. Again, if you do it over and over and you're consistent and you enjoy it and you're having fun, yeah, you can get paid, you know, 20, 30 bucks an hour. You do that three times a week, four times a week, and you just rinse and repeat. That's what I would say how to get started, but... I would just say start buying stuff. You, you, you got to be a consumer first so that you can learn the ins and outs of this hobby because if you try and jump in and sell stuff, again, you know, y you wouldn't sell to me. I'd be like, who are you? You know what I mean? You don't even know what that card is and you're trying to sell it to me. So, um, yeah, get smart real fast and, you know, watch our content. Watch all of our videos on YouTube. Uh Watch other people's videos too, because you know maybe you're like, oh, I don't like them. I like these guys, and I like these guys. You know, you you'll develop as as whoever you're gonna be. Yep, I think uh, an overall suggestion, like Dan was saying, is just I think be a learner, continue to be a learner, stay being a learner. This hobby changes drastically, like over the course of a night. So you may think <clears throat> you know something one one day, you may think you know all the the ins and outs. Um, but then everything could just, you know, flip on its head, you know, the, yeah. the next day or the next week or, well, you know, or the celebrity got in or so-and-so spent so much money on this, or this car just got sold for this, or, or this card is now being put up in a museum and it's going to be the only one involved, like whatever could happen, anything could happen in terms of these cards, because they are now getting to the point where people are starting to recognize them as actual assets, not just playing cards, not just, you know, some, some dumb kid game. They're yeah. actually being recognized as like full assets. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, you really, you really got to figure out, like Denny said, where you stand yep. and you always got to make sure that you're continuing to learn every day. There's not a day that I don't find myself wanting to look up cards. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm all like, if I'm not, if I'm not shopping, I'm just looking. You got to love I'm it. I'm just window shopping. You got to love it. Reading about it. I'll look at a card. I'm like, oh, wait. This card has a different hollow pattern than the other one. I wonder what this hollow pattern is called. And I'll go and I'll just Google what is this hollow pattern? What do we until I find it? Join our Discord. Yep. Start to learn. You know, the biggest thing about being a seller is understanding what other people like too. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, and like that's what me and Devin try to say. Like, we like rare cards. Like, no, legitimately, not just because everyone else likes them. Like, we <laughs> we like legendary Pokemon. We like Pokemon to look cool. We like cards that are covered in gold because it's just like looks baller. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yep. It just so happens a lot of other people are lined up with that. There are other people on this planet that only collect Eevees. 
or they collect Pikachus and I'm not into that stuff. So I don't have any of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, everyone has their, their spot here. Uh, but the, the thing about trading cards too is nerds are smart. There's there. If you, if you try and come in and, and get over on these people, they're going to figure you out because they're smart. You know, this is not like a, another like market that you can just break into and pretend to be an expert and people won't know. They, they, tell me, there's guys that have been in this for 20, 30 years. They know everything under the sun. Um, so educate yourself big time, big time. And uh, yeah. one more thing I was going to say. A good solid starting point, I have, I have to say, a good solid starting point is first find out what you like. And the best way to do that is to go on to any, any TCG website that has all the, all the Pokemon cards on there. Like you can go to TCG player, you can go to Poke Collector, you can go to um, uh, Troll and Toad. Like you can go to whatever site has every Pokemon card you can think of, and just look at every different set, every single different set, and just find out what card you like. I like this card. I like Rayquaza. Mm-hmm. I just noticed I, I used thought I I thought I liked Blastoise for you know since I was a kid, but no, <laughs> I like, I really like Venusaur. Look at all these different Venusaur cards I can buy. The, this Venusaur, that Venusaur, this Venusaur. You're gonna be. I'll tell you right now. You're probably one of the only dudes that's that into Venusaur. No, I love Venusaur. I know you love Venusaur, and I love Venusaur too. But I'm saying, you'll find that like the things that you like, the things that you like, other people like too. So when you go on eBay, you'll find similar things that you're like, oh wow, there's a PSA. I didn't know about this. Yeah, yeah. Or I didn't know about that. Or I didn't know about this. It'll take you down a road, and then once you go down that road, you start finding cards that are just similar to the ones that you like, but you're willing to get rid of. You know what I mean? That's where you start. You you got to start with the. Mm -hmm. With the fire. It doesn't start with like, oh, go buy $500 of, of celebration. You could be the diglet guy. Yeah. You just you got f- every diglet there is. And, yeah. And you got all these graded diglets. And once you have all the diglets, <laughs> once you have all the diglets, you're like, oh, yeah, this diglet came from the Radiant Collection. Well, no there's joke, no diglet. Though. There's no diglet fun, in Radiant Collection. It's funny we're making fun of diglet, but it's true. There yeah. are people like that. You could be like, this one came from the Radiant Collection. This one's a Swedish promo. And this one's Australian exclusive. And this one you can only get in a tournament. Yep. And guess what? There's also these other Pokemon there's that come in the same of type people. of card type. That I also got when I was searching for these other ones. Mm-hmm. This guy sent it to me in a deal. I traded for it or like whatever. And I found out that these cards are just as exclusive. And then you buy those ones. And you start building this collection of all these cards that came from Diglett. Yeah. They came from you searching every card that had Diglett on it. Yep. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, look at this. I had no idea this card had a, you know, a gold Diglett in the background. And then you're the dude that puts Diglett on the map. Yeah. That's what it's about. So... I'll end it here. Why would you listen to what I have to say? The only thing that I can tell you is why you would listen is, well, one, we had over 10,000 streams in this podcast and have helped dozens of people make thousands of dollars in Pokemon. And not only on that, but the reason there's hope in this, and maybe what we said was overwhelming to you. Let me tell you, my first year selling Pokemon, I made $30,000. My first year. That's why I feel like I rate to tell you where I think you should start. The same with Devin. He follows the same recipe as me. Well, I mean, I'll, 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 be, I'll, I'll be transparent. We'll just like put it, th- put, it, put it this way. You know what I mean? Like Denny is tried and true. Obviously, Denny's not on these things. Within, within this last year, literally a year, I've sent in 62 of my cards that I started out with. Of like a, uh, I started out with like $500. With that $500, I spent like, 200 on Costco Pokemon balls that had evolutions, some sun and moon, 
some like burning shadows primal clash <clears throat> i sent in all those cards of all those all those pokemon packs i ripped open i sent in all those cards i took the massive leap i paid 600 something dollars to get them all graded that i didn't have but what happened was is that didn't all start because i needed to make money it all started because i was in a real crap position in my life terrible spot and Denny was like hey dude you ever looked at collecting like collecting since you were a kid like you see this stuff like holy crap that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Denny showed me all of his cards, but it wasn't Denny's cards that, that it was seeing the cards that turned me on, but it was, it was the fire that started it all. That's where you need to be. It's like, there's not, there's not a, a perfect equation. There's nothing that's going to, that's going to tell you like, this is it. And there's nothing that's going to make you want to believe us other than, Hey, Denny's doing it and being very successful and I'm doing it. I did it. I just started literally a year ago. Literally a year ago, I started doing this, and now I'm coming up on having a six thousand dollar return on my PSA cards. Like after I like jotted it all down, six thousand bucks from my PSA return. Like it's crazy, you know what I mean? And those are all cards that I don't care about, and I even paid for cards to have in my collection with that stuff. Mm -hmm. This is the stuff we're talking about, and it really just starts off of having a passion to do it. You really can't. You can't start your collection first, right? Start yours first. Do that, and you will probably become a better seller over time. True. All right. Hopefully that answers your question. Uh, if anyone else has questions, please send us an email to the Pokey Tower Podcast at gmail.com or send us a voice message. Hit us up in the Discord. We have a lot of people that can help you out uh, that have learned the Pokey Tower way. we got some experts in the cord. you got to talk to them. It's all about having fun. Uh, and that is it, pretty much it for today's uh, episode. That is the end of episode 53. Thank you guys for watching. But before you go. Yeah. And Neil, thank you for the question, man. I hope we help. I hope, yes, I hope we help. We look you forward out. to seeing you. Yeah. Um, if you enjoyed the show, I'm going to put a link down here below. We've never done this before. If you enjoyed the show, click the link at the bottom of this video uh, and help us grow this channel, support our channel um, and make a small subscription to our podcast. Um, you can send 99 cents a month if you want to. You can send yep. $20 a month if you want to. You can send whatever you want. Uh, it's as easy as putting in your credit card or your Apple Pay. Um, and you can make a small donation to us. And what that does is that's not going to pay our bills. What it's going to do is it's going to pay for box breaks. It's going to help us get new equipment like this. Uh, whatever we need yep. to make the podcast better. That's all it's for. Um, it's all for you guys. Uh, very much like what you guys saw with the one-year anniversary. A lot of that stuff is funded from the money that we got from ads. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you can help us out, if you enjoy the show, if you want to see the show get further, please uh, make a small subscription uh, to our podcast uh, via Anchor. I'll put the link down below. Um, and that's it. We're on our, we're on our way to 11,000 streams. We got big goals. I think we'll crack yep. it probably with the release of this episode, which no is doubt. really cool. No doubt. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Yep. Thank you so much, guys. It's good to be back, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Yep, guys. See you. Peace. Later.